Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. NASCAR Winston Cup Racing is tough any place the series runs, but there's no place they run like Darlington Raceway. Hi, everybody. I'm Joe Moore, along with Barney Hall. Welcome to NASCAR's Roots, the oldest and meanest racetrack in the sport, one that probably as much as Daytona, Barney, every driver wants to win at. Yeah, everybody says if you ever get a win here at this uh, place, you kind of feel like your career might be uh, complete. If you never win at Darlington, well, you kind of go out of this business, and a lot of guys have come here for 20 and 30 years and never been able to beat this racetrack. It's, it's a racetrack that demands total attention from the time they drop that green flag to the time the checkered flag comes down. A couple of things are going to come into play here this afternoon. The heavy rains of the last 24 hours has washed this racetrack clean right down to its gritty, abrasive surface. And that means tire wear will be extreme the first 50 to 75 laps. Most of the guys I talk to down there say they're going to caution their driver to really take it easy the first 50 laps until they get a little rubber worked into the track. And several of NASCAR's best teams are going to try to rebound here this weekend after not having a, a good run at Atlanta last week, I guess is the way to put it. Namely, drivers like Mark Martin, Kurt Busch, Bill Elliott, and Ricky Rudd, who came away from Atlanta a little bit disappointed. Names like Jeff Gordon, Bill Elliott, Dale Jarrett, uh, previous multi-race winners here at Darlington, hoping maybe, uh, well, the exception of uh, Dale Jarrett, those other guys have not won a race so far this year, and thinking maybe that uh, great success in the past here at this famed old racetrack will uh, maybe bless them again here today for a chance to go racing. The pre-race ceremony is already underway here at the Darlington Raceway as we close in on the start of the fifth race of this 2003 season. Drivers will be introduced to the crowd here momentarily. Let's go trackside and hear from some of the drivers right now. Elliot Sadler got the thrill of winning his first career bud pole here on Friday. He came very close to winning this race the last time we were here back in March. Finished second behind Sterling Marlin. I'd say he's pumped up and ready to go. Let's check in with Winston Kelly. No question about it, Barney. 170.147 miles per hour. You pretty pumped up about that first bud pole. I really am. I mean, they gave me a great race car, the same one we had at Rockingham, and we hadn't touched a thing since we unloaded it. I mean, Raymond and all the guys back at the shop did a great job, and to give M&Ms their first poll and my first poll here with uh, Robert and Doug Yates was pretty special, and hey, we got a pretty good race car, too, so um, I'm looking forward to a good long day today. We try to keep the Darlington stripes to a minimum and uh, see if we have a good day. Combination of the fact that it is such a good race car, the one you did run at Rockingham, you came from the back to the front two different times, not for anything that you messed up on or even the crew messed up on, just bad situations there, and you finished second here before. Anything you can translate from that? from the Rockingham race and last year to take it to victory lane. You know what? I think we can. Uh, I learned a lot here racing with Jeff Gordon last year in the spring race and Sterling Mullen to finish second and learned a lot about racing the racetrack. And we know we got a really good race car. I mean, we only ran 20 laps yesterday and we shut it off and 
And um, if I just race the racetrack and use my head today and save my stuff for the end, hey, we might have as good a chance as anybody. And just be a dream come true to be able to give back to Robert and Doug Yates and all the RYR fans to be able to get them in victory lane here would be special. To come from the back of the pack with less than 100 laps at Rockingham and finish ninth, that's something to behold. And he starts on the bud pole today for the first time in his Winston Cup career. A lot of other competitors looking over that way and considering him a solid threat to win here at Darlington today. Orion Newman is no stranger to the front row, although usually he's on the other side of the track, that is, on the bud pole. He'll start on the outside of Elliott Sadler here today. And Adam Alexander, the thing really impressive about Ryan Newman, the fact that he's raced here only twice before and first by both times had top five finishes. A second and a fifth last year, Joe, for Ryan Newman. Pretty stellar numbers for a guy in his rookie season. What's been your key to success here at Darlington, Ryan? Well, I can tell everybody else, just stay off the wall. I mean, uh, you got to have a good team, good spit stops, good everything else. It's like any other racetrack, but uh, here you're running up by the wall. you got a uh, little margin for error, and uh, just going to do what we can to keep the all-tell dodge up front. We know on the long green flag runs, the tires start to go away. The car starts to slide around a little bit in the corners. Does your old days in an open-wheel car help you a little bit here at Darlington? I think a little bit. I mean, uh, definitely car control is the key, especially when you're sliding around on a track like this. But, um, you know, like I said, the bottom line is you got to have everything else uh, put in place. Back-to-back -back top tens for Ryan Newman, seventh at Las Vegas, tenth last week at Atlanta. He'll start the all-tell dodge on the outside of row one this afternoon. Jimmy Spencer had a very solid qualifying run that will start him from fourth position today. Jimmy's looked good in all four races so far with his new team. There's no driver in the field today that will drive Darlington any harder than Jimmy Spencer does. Let's get his thoughts with Danielle Fry. That's right, Barney. He's coming off a great run last weekend at Atlanta where he got his first top ten finish of the season. Your, your team has steadily been climbing the past four races with the Tommy Baldwin-led team. Jimmy they're talking about patience at this track and racing the track. How true is that? Uh, that's so, that is so true. Uh, this racetrack, of all the racetracks you go to, you, you tend to, all year long to catch yourself racing other competitors. Atlanta, next week at Bristol. But this track, you better not do that. You better just really pay attention to what your car is doing all day long because it's the car that's got the best balance. The car that's using all four tires will be the car that can stay in the top 10 all day long. And that's what we're hoping to do with the serious Dodge. But, yeah, you don't want to be caught racing your competitors today uh, until the last couple laps, maybe. Well, this track is known not to be best friends with tires. So how do you maintain the balance between the tires and the handling of the car? We, were, we really worked hard yesterday on putting uh, a lot of time on longer runs and trying to get all four tires building the same air. You try to do that. You also try to get the car, the wedge right in the car, the balance right for the springs. And I think there's a lot of guys running good. Bill Elliott's going to be a shocker today. He was running really good. Tony Stewart's really strong. Jeff Gordon always. Uh, this track is, is a track that you can adjust all day long and make your car better. And it's a track that you will also be careful that you don't adjust yourself into a push or a loose condition. So, you know, I think that our car is pretty good. I think we have a top 10 car today, and uh, we're going to be patient. This is a track that I know people say I can't be, but I'm going to be patient today with the serious Dodge. That's Jimmy Spencer hoping to be patient today. He'll, he earned his best start ever here at Darlington. He'll roll off fourth. Having a balanced race car is very important here, Barney, but you know also what's important is having a balanced race team, and that team, the Ultra Motorsports team, is starting to show that. Jeff Gordon qualified fifth for today's Carolina Dodge Dealers 400. If you're looking for one of the most consistent top finishers here at Darlington over the years, Jeff Gordon would be the man. He's won six times and finished top ten an amazing 14 times in his just 20 starts at this racetrack. I certainly wouldn't bet against him today, and Winston Kelly 
Bailey's with him. Well, Barney, when we talked to him earlier today, he was one of the most confident guys that we can see as uh, Jeff Gordon looking at Kenny Wallace getting introduced, Rick Flair, the wrestler, joining him. Jeff, you seem very confident going into today's race. Had a lot of success here. Well, I certainly don't want to be overconfident because I know this is Darlington. This place can, uh, you know, bite you at any second. And it, it's a good racetrack for us. And we've certainly uh, brought the right equipment here. The car was great yesterday. And, you know, starting up front certainly is a plus. But, you know, we just have to be solid like we were last weekend in Atlanta. That was a, a great effort by the whole team. And hopefully uh, we can go out there and, and put another effort like that out there today. There are a lot of guys that just don't look forward to coming here. From a psychological standpoint, only a handful of guys really do. Does that give you any kind of an edge? Well, you, you have to be careful here at Darlington because some guys really love it and some guys really hate it. And when you really love it, you got to be careful that you, you stay focused and you don't take it for granted. You know, uh, as much as I like this place and, and running up ne next to the wall, uh, it seems like, uh, you know, you go into the corner and, and you forget that you're at Darlington and all of a sudden you're in the wall before you know it. So, you know, it, it is one of those love-hate relationships of a, of a racetrack and a driver, but uh, certainly one I love. He hadn't had many chances to hate And Barney, you mentioned his record. In addition to those six wins in the last 17 starts here, 14 in the top 10. The other three, he still led a significant number of laps. He looks forward to a good run from the fifth starting position today. He is one of the most solid race drivers to run this racetrack. Kurt Busch is a solid race car driver. He showed it to us last year, and he picked up this season right where he left off last season with a runner-up finish at Daytona, runner-up finish at Rockingham as well. He started off good here this weekend, qualified six for today's race, but Adam Alexander, there's more to Kurt Busch's story here today. An engine problem yesterday during practice, Joe. They had to go to another engine, go to the back of the field. Tough chore after qualifying six to drop to the back, Kurt. What's it going to take to move through the pack and have a chance to win this afternoon? Just a steady hand. You've got to be smooth at Darlington. And the, the racetrack, it changes throughout the day. We've had a lot of rain here, so it's going to be a fresh racetrack. We're just going to try to be patient. It's something that we've done before, so we know how to come from the back. A lot of people say that this racetrack is similar to Rockingham. There you started 27th, actually made your way through the field and led 150 laps. Anything you can take from that date a few weeks ago and uh, add to what you're doing here today? Well, we brought the same car back, and we've got uh, somewhat of the same starting position. You know, the places are a little different. This one's more speed-orientated than the short track feel of Rockingham. But all in all, they're about the same place. They're here in the same part of the country where the sand is in the asphalt, and it chews up tires. So that's the key everybody knows about, and you've got to work around it. Kurt Busch has got four Darlington starts, his best ever finish, a seventh here in September, a qualifying position of sixth. He'll drop to back with, the, with an engine change. Got a real good feel for this racetrack. Sterling Marlin will take the green flag from eighth position today. He's raced here since 1980, 38 times, in fact. He's competed at Darlington with two wins and nine top fives. I'd say he understands this tough old speedway. Let's get his thoughts with Danielle Fry. Sterling Marlin certainly does understand this racetrack. He's very comfortable here. Sterling, you brought the same car that you won here a year ago. What's it going to take for 293 laps? Patience. <laughs> you know, it's. A, I love this place. Love racing here, and uh, we got a real good car in the Coors Light Dodge. Hit on something the last uh, last happy hour, and uh, really run good for us. That's Sterling Marlin. He'll start eighth. It's so far this season very competitive in NASCAR Winston Cup racing. Barney, we've been to four different racetracks. We've had four different Bud Pole winners and four different race winners. And we've got a ch good chance of getting a fifth different race winner here at Darlington this afternoon. There's no question about that. In fact, I was just looking through the starting lineup a little bit earlier. I can't believe how many really teams are in the 43 here this afternoon that have a good chance to win at this place. The pressure here ends up being as much also on the pit crews as it does the driver because track position is everything all the way through this event. If 
you have to make a bad pit stop and get caught back in the field, you can lose a lap here. It's awfully hard to make it up. So the pressure stays on the pit crews here as much as it does on the driver all day. It's hard to pass on the racetrack, so sometimes you have to make up your ground on pit road. And, yeah, a lot of pressure does fall on the hands of the pit crews when they uh, make their stops throughout the running of this race. And, of course, planning those stops as well, very important. Let's go downstairs now and hear from another one of the drivers getting ready for the start of today's race. I think Daniel Fry is ready. Jeff Burton, you've won here twice, but you're starting way back here in 37th. You got a lot of ground to make up. What's your approach to that? Sorry about that. We were talking about wrestling there for a minute. Um, uh, well, all we can do is go as hard as we can go, you know, and uh, we had a great car yesterday in practice and uh, real proud of my sit-go guys. We were terrible qualifying, but in race trail, we were great. So uh, if the car will drive the day like it did on Sunday, then we'll, we'll be there before the race is over. What about pit strategy? Have you and Paul Andrews discussed how, you, how your team will, will approach that? Well, there are no tricks to play here. Um, you know, when the caution comes out, you got to come in and get tires. There's no, you know, this place is so hard on tires. You can't play any tricks here to try to gain track position. we got to earn it the old-fashioned way, and that's just going past people. Fortunately, you know, if you're better than people you are, you can pass them here. This isn't a track where it's hard to pass if you have a good handling car. And, again, if our car will handle like it did yesterday, we'll be in great shape. And are you a Ric Flair fan? Well, I think I made him feel bad because I told him when I was a kid, I watched him wrestle with my grandfather, and I think that made him feel old. But uh, it happens to me all the time, so it's okay. That's Jeff Burton. He'll start 37th today. Bobby Labonte will roll off 20th here this afternoon. He's the most recent winner in Winston Cup, getting a victory at Atlanta last week. This team is showing a lot of strength in the first four races this year. He's done pretty good at Darlington over the years, too. He's won here at least once. Adam Alexander is with him. Talked about the win last week at Atlanta, fourth at Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago. Team's been on a roll, Bobby, back here at uh, Darlington, where you've won before. Your thoughts as you get set to roll off this afternoon? Well, I hope we have a really good car today. Uh, the practice we got yesterday, we're pretty excited about it. Uh, feel real good about all the guys, Interstate Batteries, Chevrolet, that uh, done a good job, and uh, we'll see what we got here. But uh, it's going to be a long a day of just adjusting on it. The tires are going to give up, and we'll see what we got. Talk so much about the tires going away here at Darlington. How much does the chassis setup affect uh, how you're able to protect the tires? Uh, quite a bit. I mean, uh, obviously, you know, what we got right now, we're going to be stuck with. So we can make some adjustments on it and uh, go for the wait on me. Uh, we're going to make some adjustments on it and uh, see what we got. And, uh, you know, hopefully it'll be good to start with and we can just tweak on it. Bobby Labonte finished uh, in the first position back here in September of 2000. Top five in, in uh, three of his last five events here. Should be solid this afternoon, rolling off in the 20th position. Saw that Interstate Battery Chevrolet team really turn around back at Las Vegas. They won the Bud Pole there. And then, of course, last week bounced back with a win at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. And, yeah, they're getting things going in the right direction now as well. Let's go trackside now for pre-race ceremonies. And now, ladies and gentlemen, with the most exciting words in the world of motorsports, his Excellency, the Governor of the great state of South Carolina, the Honorable Mark Sanford. Gentlemen, start your engines. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. 43 drivers ready to roll here this afternoon, starting 43rd, driver Larry Foyt. He's in the Harrah's Dodge. 42nd is Tony Raines. He's in the base Motorsport Chevrolet. Joe Nemechek starts 41st. Joe drives the UAW Delphi Chevrolet. And the CLR Ford with Brett Bonine starts 40th. 
Kyle Petty will be rolling off from 39th in the Georgia Pacific Brawny Dodge. The Sitco Ford with Jeff Burton will be the 38th starter. Ricky Rudd will start 37th in the Motorcraft Ford. The UPS Ford with Dale Jarrett starts 36th. Steve Park rolls off 35th in the Pennzoil Chevrolet. Jack Sprague will be the 34th starter. Jackson the Net Zero Pontiac. Kevin Harvick starts 33rd. He's in the GM Goodrich Chevrolet. And the America Online Chevrolet with Jeff Green starts 32nd. Ricky Craven has the Tide Pontiac in 31st. Starting in 30th, Robbie Gordon, the singular wireless Chevrolet. Terry Labonte has the Kellogg's Got Milk Chevy going from 29th. 28th starter, Tony Stewart, the Home Depot Chevrolet. Mark Martin goes from 27th in the Viagra Ford. John Andretti has the Cheerios Dodge, graded in the 26th position. 25th is Bill Elliott of the Dodge Dealers UAW Dodge. 24th starter, rookie Casey Mears, the Target Dodge. Mike Skinner has the Kodak Pontiac going from 23rd. 22nd starter today is Johnny Benson, the Valvoline Pontiac. And Kenny Wallace has the Stacker 2 Dodge starting in 21st. The 20th starter is Bobby Labonte in the Interstate Battery Chevrolet. The Haviland Dodge with Jamie McMurray will roll off 19th. Dave Blaney has the 18th position in the Jasper Engines and Transmissions Ford. The Granger Ford with Greg Biffle is 17th. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will roll off 16th this afternoon. He's in the Budweiser Chevrolet. And the 1-800-CALL-ATT-DODGE. We'll see Kenny Schrader moving out from 15th. 14th starter, Jimmy Johnson in the Lowe Chevrolet. The Miller Lite Dodge with Rusty Wallace starts 13th. Matt Kenseth has the DeWalt Power Tools Ford rolling off from 12th. And Jeremy Mayfield will be starting 11th in the Dodge Dealers UAW Dodge. Todd Bodine has a National Guard Ford starting in 10th today. Michael Waltrip qualified 9th. The Napa Auto Parts Chevrolet. They crashed in happy hour practice. He'll go to the rear of the field for the start. Sterling Marlin, defending champion of this race, has his Coors Light Dodge lined up in the 8th starting spot. 7th is Ward Burton and the Caterpillar Dodge. Kurt Busch blew an engine in practice yesterday. He qualified sixth in the Rubbermaid Ford. He'll start at the rear of the field. Jeff Gordon, a six-time winner here at Darlington, has the DuPont Chevrolet lined up in fifth. Fourth is Jimmy Spencer, the Sirius Satellite Radio Dodge. Third, Jerry Nadeau. He's in the U.S. Army Pontiac. And on the front row, Ryan Newman, the Altel Dodge. And his first career, Bud Pole, Elliott Sadler in the M&M's Ford. 293 laps is what it takes this afternoon to run the Carolina Dodge Dealers 400 here at the Darlington Raceway. They've made about a lap and a half of the three laps they'll take before they put them under green. Why don't we take a quick swing around the racetrack and bring in a couple more voices that'll be covering the action in the turns. Down to the south end of the speedway over in turns one and two from Barry, Vermont, is Dave Moody. All right, thank you, Barney. Good afternoon, everybody. There's a very fine line between victory and defeat here at Rockingham. The fast way around here at the south end of the speedway is up top, just a few inches from the concrete wall. The closer to that concrete you run, generally the faster you'll go. Right up until the point where you get too close, scrubbing the wall, sanding the sponsor off your right rear quarter panel in favor of one of those dreaded Darlington stripes. It's one of the most challenging turns in all of NASCAR racing, guaranteed to produce some anxious moments this afternoon, and we'll cover them all today from high above turn number one. A number of drivers have already picked up those Darlington stripes this weekend. The evidence on the wall over there at the exit of turn number two. If you make it safely through turns one and two, you hit the back straightaway and come into view of Mike Bagley from Dover, Delaware. Thank you, Joe. Good afternoon, race fans. I'm on top of the press box located high atop Turn three here at Darlington Raceway, and just as Dave Moody described, you're always teetering on the brink of contact, whether it be with the outside wall or with a fellow competitor. Turns three and four, the north end of the speedway. The key is is to get off the end of the back stretch, dive to the bottom of the racetrack, and let the car engage in a four-wheel slide until it gets about six inches off the concrete wall. The trick is easing back in the throttle, keeping the car off the wall, and keeping your car off of someone else's. It's a handful, and we'll be here to cover all the action in turns three and four this afternoon. 
Pace car takes the field over into turn number three. They'll be getting the green flag this time when they come back to the start-finish line. Big crowd on hand here at Darlington Raceway here today as we get ready for the start of the Carolina Dodge Dealers 400. Up front, a Ford and Dodge. It's Elliott Sadler and Ryan Newman side-by-side. Side. The pace car pulls off the track in turn number four, hits the pit lane. Here comes the field down to the line for the start of the Carolina Dodge Dealers 400. Here's Barney Hall. Darlington about to get its 100th Winston Cup race underway as a green flag goes in the air. They come down to the line and take it off to turn number one. Elliot Sadler, Ryan Newman, Jerry Nadeau, and Jimmy Spencer scramble as they head to turn two. Side by side for the lead. Sadler on the inside. Newman on the outside. Gives a point to Ryan Newman as he surges ahead to the back straightaway. Ryan Newman takes the lead off of turn two. Elliot Sadler falling in line in the second position. Those two have crawled away now from Jerry Nadeau by about three car lengths with Jimmy Spencer and Jeff Gordon lined up behind. Now battle for the lead coming off turn four already. Elliot Sadler wants the top spot. He goes to work on Ryan Newman. Coming down to the line, they are side by side. By inches, it's Newman, but Sadler still on the move in turn one. Elliot Sadler charges deep into turn number one. He will take away the lead. Newman drops it back to second. Jerry Nadeau third as they work to the backstretch. Nadeau looks to the bottom of the racetrack. He is trying to take the second spot away from Ryan Newman. He had the lane off turn two. By the time they get to three, the lane is sealed off. Here again, Newman slides wide with Nadeau looking low. Got to see some hard racing in the first 10 or 15 laps here simply because, as we say, the rain has washed all the rubber off this racetrack, but it will stick. The, the tires will stick exceptionally good for the first 10 or 15 laps. Scramble again for second place. It's turn two. Jerry Nadeau down on the bottom of the racetrack. He'll push the Pontiac to second. Ryan Newman back to third. Battle for fourth. Jimmy Spencer and Jeff Gordon. Gordon was pouring on the steam coming off of turn number two. He had the inside lane but had to come out of the throttle. Now Gordon, instead of pressing Spencer for a position, he's been forced into defense mode with Sterling Marlin looking to make some moves. Marlin took a shot to the outside of Gordon going to turn three. Now off turn four. Gordon figures he's going to have to make something happen. He goes after Jimmy Spencer. Falls in line at the start-finish line. Further back, Jimmy Johnson on the move. He drops down to the low side of Matt Kenseth. Takes a low lane into turn number one. He'll take a spot away. Whoa, Jimmy Spencer gets way high. Spencer almost collected the outside wall coming off of turn number two. That left the inside lane opened up. He will grab the spot. Spencer does have some damage on the left rear, but he is at speed and running in the fifth spot. From sixth place on backs where the really hard racing is going on right now as they roll back down to the start-finish line. Jeremy Mayfield, Ward Burton, Rusty Wallace, Earnhardt Jr., and Todd Bodine mixed up in that one as they go back over to turn two. Rusty Wallace is also on the charge, Barney. He's taking the eighth spot away from Ward Burton. Right behind him, here's Jimmy Johnson to the inside on Todd Bodine. Will complete the pass coming on to the back straightaway now. Jimmy Johnson works his way towards the front. Jeff Gordon doing the same. Gordon, after clearing Jimmy Spencer, has closed it on Ryan Newman. That's the battle for the third position. Up front, though, Elliot Sadler shows the way coming back to the start finish line. He's got an eight tenths of a second lead over Jerry Nadu, who's closing quickly. The battle now for third, heading to turn one. Jeff Gordon pets the waters on the inside. Well, trouble. Second place car goes up. Matt Kenseth goes down to the apron of the racetrack. Didn't make any contact. Did not appear to make any contact with anyone. But the yellow flag is out for the first time this afternoon. Back to turn two. Jerry Nadeau, Barney running all by himself. Just apparently lost the handle going into turn number one. The Pontiac went all the way around. A smoking 360. Somehow managed to avoid hitting anything. Grabbed a handful of steering wheel. Punched the button and took off again at the exit of turn number two. A couple of other cars tangling, taking evasive action. Matt Kenseth got turned around at the exit of turn number two. But he is 
as well has driven away. That was a very close call for Jerry Nadeau spinning in front of the entire field. He was running second at the time, and as Dave Moody uh, reported, did not uh, make contact with the outside wall. Everyone got by cleanly, and Nadeau falls back in line. Great qualifying effort, and he was starting to close in on Elliott Sadler, Barney. Yeah, he's really pushing the throttle going off into that corner, but uh, if you go in there just a little bit hard and that thing kind of kicks sideways, sometimes you can't catch it until it's already looped around on you, and that's what happened to Jerry Nadeau. First yellow flag of the day is out. As we said, it came out at lap number six. Elliott Sadler leads. Jeff Gordon is second. Ryan Newman is third. Jimmy Spencer is fourth. Sterling Marlin make up your top five. Really a big surprise with only seven laps complete. How many cars have dived on the pit road? Let's go down to Adam Alexander. Yeah, we'll start with Bobby Labonte. Brought the interstate batteries, Pontiac uh, Chevrolet down pit road. Four tires and fuel for him. Other drivers making pit stops. Matt Kenseth, who spun, came down, got four tires and fuel. John Andretti was in. Ricky Rudd made a stop. Kurt Busch was in. Mike Skinner, Casey Mears, Robbie Gordon, the drivers who made stops on the midsection of pit road. They continue to work on the left side of Matt Kenseth's machine. A little bit of sheet metal damage around the left rear. More cars making pit stops down in front of Winston Kelly. Well, no surprise, guys, at the back of the pack, like Michael Walsh, who had to drop back there, came in and take on four tires, just like Jerry Nadeau. Jamie McMurray reports that he got a Darlington stripe early on in the event. But Dale Earnhardt Jr., who started 16th and had a good run going, came down, took on four tires as well on the Budweiser Chevrolet. Somewhat of a surprise there, but those guys just wanting those four fresh good years. How about it, Danielle Fry? Well, the name of the game down on this end of pit road was four tires as well. Bill Elliott came in. Jeff Burton took on four. So did Ricky Craven, Brent Bodine, Dale Jarrett in the 88 uh, UPS Ford. He took on four tires. So did Jeff Green, Kevin Harvick, and Terry Levine, as well as Steve Park. They took on four tires and made a slight air pressure adjustment. We're going back to green flag racing as they head off into turn number one. Elliott Sadler leads them down. Jeff Gordon, Ryan Newman, Jimmy Spencer, Sterling Marlin chase him over to turn two. Everybody remains single file for the moment. No one steps out of line onto the back straightaway. Comes Elliot Sadler. Jeff Gordon stacked up right behind one car length in arrears. Here's Gordon now looking down to the inside. Not close enough to make the move in four. First of the cars that came in and made stops is Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's running back in 19th now with Jerry Nadeau, the man who caused the caution, running right behind him in the 20th position, and they are cutting their way through the field. The leaders, though, up in turn one in front of Dave Moody. Elliot Sadler, Jeff traffic stacks up. Fourth on back, Jimmy Spencer, Sterling Marlin, Jeremy Mayfield, and Rusty Wallace. Wallace at the tail end of that battle now. Rides to the tire tracks of Mayfield. Mayfield looks slow on Marlin, but can't make the move. Tell you who's making some moves is Tony Stewart. Tony's picked up about four or five spots, slicing through traffic as he worked his way down the back straightaway and back to the front of the field as he heads over to turn number two. The race is going to be from third back. Third place right now belongs to Ryan Newman. The battle heating up for fourth. Jimmy Spencer way up high. The inside lane was left open coming onto the back stretch, but not close enough with Sterling Marlin to get by Jimmy Spencer. Instead, Marlin has his hands full. Here comes Rusty Wallace trying to make the move down low. Rusty drives it down to the inside of the track, trying to challenge Sterling Marlin. Falls back in line off turn four. Further back for about the 16th position. That's some good racing. And one car gets out of line. It is Jack Sprague spins coming off turn four down to the inside of the track. Everyone scatters wide to get around Jack Sprague's car. He spins and winds up right here shy of the start-finish line. And the caution flag comes out for the second time here this afternoon. Sprague, again, just like Jerry Nadeau earlier this afternoon, spins, kept the car off the wall, fires it up, and drives off. 
Jack Sprague did a good job of keeping that from getting into the wall and doing a lot of damage to his car. He will be able to continue, but the field will see the caution flag as they cross the line. Elliott Sadler brings them back down. Now, we told you a moment ago, quite a few of the cars came onto pit road at the end of lap number seven, or just beginning lap number seven. We're anxious to see now how many of the guys will decide to pit that did not come in just a minute ago. We are working lap 13. Elliott Sadler, Jeff Gordon, Ryan Newman, Jimmy Spencer, and Sterling Marlin show us the top five. As this caution is on the field, six is Rusty Wallace, Jeremy Mayfield is seventh, Jimmy Johnson is eighth, Todd Bodine is ninth, and Ward Burton is tenth. Now, none of these cars pitted a moment ago. Tony Stewart is showing in 11th. Dave Blaney would be 12th, Greg Biffle 13th, Ken Schrader 14th, and Johnny Benson make up the top 15 on the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone, AutoZone. First of those cars that did come in and make the stop, Dale Earnhardt Jr. now rides in the 16th spot. Kenny Wallace is behind him in 17th. Jerry Nadu, who spun back on lap number five, he's worked his way now back up to the 18th position. Got Bobby Labonte in the 19th spot. Tony Raines is in 20th. 21st is John Andretti. 22nd, Jeff Green. 23rd is Mark Martin. 24th, Ricky Craven. And Jeff Burton now runs in 25th. Now all the cars who didn't come in back on lap number five are going to make their stops. Led by the race leader, Elliot Sadler. He brings the parade off to Turn number four onto the entrance of pit road very slowly and begins making stops. Let's go down first for our coverage to Daniel Fry. Well, Tony Stewart pulls the Home Depot Chevrolet in. They're working on the right side. Also in is uh, Dave Blaney. Tony Stewart, they're going to take on four along with Kevin Harvick, who also pitted earlier. Terry Labonte's in as well as Todd Bodine. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Adam Alexander. And we'll continue coverage of the midsection of pit lane coming down in the Coors Light Dodge of Sterling Marlin. Four tires and fuel for him. His first stop of the day. Greg Biffle also making a stop. Ken Schrader, this is their first time on pit road. Bobby Labonte is back down the pit lane for a second time. Johnny Benson making his first stop. And Matt Kenseth making his second stop of the afternoon. Four tires and fuel, and they repair some more sheet metal on the left side of the Dewalt Four. Down to Winston Kelly. Jeff Gordon will beat out Elliott Sadler. It's a drag race between Rusty Wallace and his teammate Ryan Newman. Everybody getting four tires and fuel. Ward Burton down on pit road. He got four tires in his Dodge. So everything here on the front section of pit road, four tires and 76 racing fuel. So now everybody has stopped in the last five or six laps. We're at lap 14 right now. Those first round of pit stops, about half the field came in at lap number seven. The rest of the field in at lap 14. Jimmy Spencer did not come in and make a stop at either one of those shifts. He now leads the way as they hit the back stretch. Jimmy Spencer, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jerry Nadeau, all nose to tail. Now, here's Spencer driving away from what could be a side-by-side -side battle momentarily between Earnhardt Jr. and Nadeau. Earnhardt Jr. hangs on to second place for the moment as they spill off turn number four and back down to the start-finish line. Talk about some hard driving right now. You keep your eye on Jimmy Spencer because he's going to try and hang on to that lead as long as he can. He's got plenty of company in turn two. As usual, Jimmy for 
for the lead. Going for the top spot, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is there. Opens the inside lane, almost makes contact with Spencer. Does not, but will take the lead in turn three. Dale Jr. makes it look so darn easy. Drove right down to the inside of Jimmy Spencer and blew by to pick up the top spot. Jr. leads. Now Spencer sees the challenge for the U.S. Army machine. Jerry Nadeau is on his bumper in one. Nadeau, who dodged disaster a few laps ago, is right back there. Spencer gets loose going into one, opens the door. Nadeau to the bottom will take second. Spencer slides up the racetrack. He loses second position to Jerry Nadeau. Now falls back in line. Next driver on the attack is John Andretti. And two more lined up behind. Jeff Green and Mark Martin all stacked up behind Jimmy Spencer. Now, Jimmy Spencer has got about 18 laps on that set of tires. Everybody else has anywhere from six to nine laps on their tires. So Jimmy did not pit either that first caution flag nor the second. And he's losing spots, I think, due to that as they go back to turn two. Materios Dodge now goes on the attack. Looks to the inside of Jimmy Spencer. Nothing there at the moment. We'll pull it low again at the exit of turn two. Racing for the third position. Couple of dodges. Jimmy Spencer trying to hold off the advances of John Andretti, but he can't do it. Andretti is there. He'll take the position in turn three. And now Mark Martin looks to the inside of Spencer. Spencer just trying to hang on here again with older tires on his car. He's going to lose another position. Mark Martin has the Viagra Ford pulled down to the inside lane. Challenges at the start-finish line, but now gets back in line behind Spencer in one. Back to single file right behind them. Another two abreast battle. Jeff Green and Ricky Craven. Now here's Mark Martin to the bottom. He'll beat Jimmy Spencer off turn two. Now Mark Martin goes to fourth. Jimmy Spencer falls back to fifth. Jeff Green, next man on the attack. Behind them, side by side. Jeff Burton and Ricky Craven ride door to door in three. It's a good race going on right there between Ricky Craven and Jeff Burton as they come out of the corner, hit the front straightaway. They are still door to door. Still a good race directly ahead of them between Jimmy Spencer and Jeff Green. Four cars, actually five cars, and a knot as they go to turn two. Down to the inside, Jeff Green now puts the crosshairs on the back bumper of Jimmy Spencer's Sirius Satellite Radio Dodge. That is the battle for the fifth position, and a whole lot of cars stacking up behind. You've got Spencer holding off Jeff Green. Green looks down to his inside. Here's Jeff Burton making a move down low. Burton now going after the sixth spot. Nothing is holding up Dale Earnhardt Jr., though. He is pulled away now to a two-second lead over Jerry Nadeau. Third place is John Andretti. Mark Martin is in fourth. In the fifth spot now, Jimmy Spencer. The shuffle on behind him in turn one. Jeff Burton to the bottom of the racetrack. Takes that position away from Jeff Green. Then it's Ricky Craven and Kurt Busch. Single file. Off turn two. Oh, trouble in turn, turn one. Sterling Marlin is in the wall. Bobby Labonte goes around. He gets tagged by Kevin Harvick. Tony Raines is in it. Jack Sprague in it as well. Heavy damage on the Bobby Labonte machine. Everybody else try to drive away. Caution on the speedway already. We've had three yellow flags, and we're just at lap 23. Back to turn two. Sterling Marlin got up into the wall, Barney. Heavy damage on that machine. He got things bottled up behind him, and as they took evasive action, Bobby Labonte got spun around. Tony Raines, Jack Sprague, a number of others piling in along with the Kevin Harvick machine. All those cars have driven away, but Sterling Marlin, Bobby Labonte, Kevin Harvick in particular got the worst of that incident. Quite a bit of damage on Sterling Marlin's car and also on Bobby Labonte's car. A lot of sheet metal dragging as the caution is out for the third time this afternoon and the trouble spot has been going over there into turns one and two. Let's go back over there. Well, Barney, they get uh, paired up in that double file formation coming into turn one. That works fine on the straightaways, but when you get to the corners, it gets awfully tight in a real big hurry. And when somebody gets in trouble, like Sterling Marlin did there, there is very little room for error and not much 
much of an escape route for the cars running behind. Sterling has taken the Coors Light Dodge to the Winston Cup garage. We've completed 27 laps in the Carolina Dodge Dealers 400. Now it's Dale Jarrett leading the way with Jeff Gordon in second. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is third. Jerry Nadeau fourth and Jimmy Spencer fifth. John Andretti lines up in sixth. Seventh is Jeff Green. Eighth, Mark Martin. Ninth is Ricky Craven. And tenth is Jeff Burton. About a half lap from going back under the green flag. Eleventh is Kurt Busch. Casey Mears is twelfth. Thirteenth, Bill Elliott. Fourteenth is Tony Stewart. Mike Skinner is fifteenth. And sixteenth now, Ricky Rudd. Seventeenth is Michael Waltrip. Ryan Newman is eighteenth. Elliott Sadler, nineteenth. And twentieth now, Greg Biffle. Rest of the top twenty-five, Dave Blaney, Rusty Wallace, Joe Nemechek, Steve Park, and Kenny Wallace. Now remember, the front two did not come onto pit road this time. Dale Jarrett and Jeff Gordon will stay out there, so they're going to be a little bit off on the pit sequence of everybody else. Green flag goes back in the air. Dale Jarrett leads as he heads off to turn number one. Jeff Gordon had thoughts of maybe taking a look around the outside in turn one, but only for a second. They come off turn two. Dale Earnhardt Jr. changes lanes, dies for the bottom of the racetrack, and he is there. He races alongside Jeff Gordon. They stay side-by-side, side, racing for the second spot. Racing for the second spot, allowing Dale Jarrett to drive away. Now by five car lengths, his lead. Still for the second spot, side-by-side, side, with Dale Jr. trying to get up underneath Jeff Gordon. Now Jerry Nadeau gets into the mix in turn one. Nadeau is right there in the fray, riding in fourth. Jeff Gordon has held off Dale Jr. for the moment. Race leader Dale Jarrett begins to tiptoe away. Challenges for the second spot behind him. Dale Earnhardt Jr. squeezes a fender out in front of Jeff Gordon. He goes to second. Here goes Jerry Nadeau trying to take third away. Jerry Nadeau will get underneath Jeff Gordon also and move up into the number three position as they cross the line. It will be Dale Jarrett in the lead. Riding second right now is Earnhardt Jr., Jerry Nadeau, Jeff Gordon, and Jimmy Spencer make up your top five. Somebody else has messed up on the track as well over in turn three. It's Jeff Burton, Joey. Came off turn two, and something has happened to Jeff Burton. Sitko Ford. A lot of smoke out of the back, and he almost collected about 10 cars as everyone was trying to take evasive maneuvers to get around him. But Jeff Burton has laid down quite a smoke screen over here off the end of the back straightaway. And the yellow flag comes out for yet the fourth time this afternoon with only 32 laps complete here at Darlington this afternoon. Smoke continues to pour from his car. Now, whether it's an engine or something else, we'll wait and see until he brings it onto pit road. Pace car goes behind the pit wall, single file restart. Nobody a lap down here at Darlington at this stage of the race. They go back to green at lap 39. Earnhardt Jr. gets a good restart. He'll pull away a couple of car lengths on Jerry Nadeau. Don't believe they'll stay that way single file very long over in turn two. Not for long, Marty. nose to tail onto the back straightaway. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Two car lengths over Jerry Nadeau. Nadeau has one over Spencer. Spencer has one, maybe two over John Andretti as they race back to the corner. Jeff Green taking a little lower line, coming back off turn four. Along with him, Mark Martin also taking the lower line. Neither one jumps out to make a move. Matter of fact, they start getting defensive. Here comes Tony Stewart and Kurt Busch pouring on the steam in turn one. Tony Stewart dives to the bottom. He drives underneath Kurt Busch at the entrance to turn one. Mark Martin to the bottom. He'll go after the fifth Martin will get the position. Jeff Green falls back to sixth. Tony Stewart advances to seventh. Four cars, including Kurt Busch in that battle, lined up nose to tail. Here goes Stewart going to work on Jeff Green, trying to mow. Most makes contact with Green, trying to take the spot away in four. Jeff Green put a block on him, almost took him into the wall, coming through turns three and four, holds him off for, for the moment at least as they work their way back into turn one. Tony Stewart had to check up momentarily. That's going to cost him a position as Kurt Busch dives to the inside. Right behind them, a side-by-side -side battle. Oh, Stewart very high, nearly got the wall, had to back out of the 
He loses a lot of ground. He has been left by Kurt Busch. Now Casey Mears is on the attack. Mears tries to look down to the inside, and Tony Stewart has picked up a Darlington stripe now as he races back off turn four. Stewart now riding in the eighth position. Casey Mears just behind thought he would have an opportunity to make a pass, but instead he'll fall in line and stay there for the time being. A little further back, here's Elliot Sandler on the move. He pulls up alongside Dave Blaney as they race off into the corner. The Bud Cole winner trying to fight his way back to the front of the field. He won't get that spot. Slides up in line, nearly makes contact with Rusty Wallace. Elliot Sadler now has the 16th position. Rusty Wallace lined up behind him in 17th. And then behind Rusty, you've got the car of Joe Nemechek, all riding single file in fairly tight formation. At the front of the field, there's a little bit of a breakaway right now as they work back into one. Earnhardt Jr. has an advantage of a little, well, actually about a second and a half over Jerry Nadeau and Jimmy Spencer. They work back over to two. Nadeau with a similar advantage over Spencer, Barney. Then a couple of car lengths back to Jan Johnny Andretti. He begins to close in on the Jimmy Spencer machine. Here's Andretti racing for the third position now. He's trying to take the third spot away from Spencer. And Spencer's Dodge now working the inside of the racetrack. Slides up the racetrack. Andretti will fall back behind him by about a car length. They both are probably looking back at what Mark Martin is doing. And what he's doing is starting to close in. He's going to be challenging these two in just a few moments. Spencer leads that parade. Andretti is in the middle. And here comes Mark Martin. Martin now breathing down their tailpipes into turn number one. The car length separates him from the back of John Andretti's Cheerios Dodge. So now that's a three-man fight for third. It was two between Spencer and Andretti. But Mark Martin now enters that battle. And he's caught John Andretti. In turn three, Andretti slides up the racetrack. Martin angles his Ford down to the bottom. Mark Martin has had some good success here at this racetrack. He's one of those drivers that has a lot of patience, kind of lets the track come to him and just kind of knocks him off one at a time all day long and keep himself in contention up in the top ten. Let's pick him up over in turn two. Mark Martin knocks another one off, Barney. He goes to the inside of John Andretti, takes over fourth, pulls away from him, now sets the crosshairs on Jimmy Spencer. John Andretti beginning to lose a lot of ground to Mark Martin. He has fallen into the clutches of Kurt Busch off the end of the backstretch. Bush has a decision to make. Do I go high? Do I go low? Here's Kurt diving for the bottom in turn four. Kurt sees that inside lane wide open, pulls up alongside John Andretti. The challenge is on as they come down to the start-finish line. Andretti just a little bit stronger. Let's see what happens as they reach turn one. Inside line gets the advantage as Kurt Busch drives it deep into turn one. He'll take the number five spot away from John Andretti. Six now belongs to Jeff Green, then Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart rides in seventh, Casey Mears in eighth, and Ricky Craven in ninth, and Michael Waltrip in tenth. All those cars fairly spread out. First side-by-side -side battles further back. Elliott Sadler flared wide to the inside of Ryan Newman, trying to pick off a spot. He tries it again in turn three. Not going to be able to do anything this time as they work off turn number four and back into the straightaway. Let's give you through the top 20 real quick. Dale Earnhardt Jr. leads, Jerry Nadeau second, Jimmy Spencer third, Mark Martin fourth, and Kurt Busch fifth. John Andretti is sixth, seventh is Jeff Green, eighth is Tony Stewart, Casey Mears is ninth and Ricky Craven is 10th. Michael Waltrip shows 11th, Bill Elliott's 12th, Ricky Rudd's 13th, Dave Blaney 14th, Elliott Sadler 15th, Ryan Newman 16th, Rusty Wallace is 17th, Jeff Gordon's 18th, Joe Nemechek is 19th, Mike Skinner is 20th. Later on in today's broadcast, Barney and I will select the winner of the Ray Bestos Break of the Race Award. The driver who experiences the best break during today's race will see a $500 donation awarded to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries on his behalf. Ray Bestos Breaks, the official breaks of NASCAR. Mark Martin got a very fast race car. He just moved around Jimmy Spencer to take over the number three position as he heads over to turn three. And he's gone already, Barney. He completed the pass of Spencer off turn two. Now he's pulled away by four, maybe five car lengths and is in hot pursuit of Jerry Nadeau for second. Back at about the 16th position. Great racing going on there. That pack is led by Ryan Newman. He's got Jeff Gordon just behind him. Rusty Wallace is there. Here's Mike Skinner now getting into that mix. He pulls to the inside of Rusty 
Wallace at the start-finish line. Jeff Gordon's on the move. He goes to work on Newman. Guide blow on Ryan Newman at the entrance of turn number one. He'll take that spot away. Newman try to return the favor. Cranks it hard to the left. Takes a peek to the low line on Gordon off two. Jeff Gordon goes to the 16th position. Ryan Newman in 17th. They are side-by-side side for 18th. Rusty Wallace slid wide off turn two. The inside lane was left open. Mike Skinner goes by. Now Joe Nemechek tries to do the same. Yeah, Rusty Wallace got a car that just will not hold the line that he wants to through both ends of the speedway in one and two and three and four. It's cost him a couple of spots. About to cost him another one right now as Joe Nemechek works on him heading for turn one. Nemechek down on the bottom will take that spot away. Rusty Wallace's car looks a little bit tight. He can't get back in the throttle as quickly as he'd like coming off the corner. It'll cost him another spot. Matt Kenseth underneath him. Rusty Wallace falling back to the 20th position after Matt Kenseth completes the pass. Wallace looks back. Got Steve Park. Also Kenny Wallace and Dale Jarrett lined up behind him. This is back around 18th, 19th, and 20th positions. Meanwhile, up front, Dale Hart Jr. is in another state. He has nearly a five-second lead over Jerry Nadeau. Nadeau with about a four-and-a-half-second lead over the next car in line, which is Mark Martin. Then comes Kurt Busch. Jimmy Spencer leads the pack of cars that are close together, I guess you'd say. They had to turn three. Yeah, this is Sean Andretti. He is lined up behind Spencer. Also, Jeff Green is close enough to make a move in that maneuver as well. And then you've got a good battle going on between Tony Stewart and Casey Mears. Tony Stewart still got a good race car. Tony's been uh, picking his way up through the field since they put him under green early this afternoon. He's had a couple of setbacks. He got caught up and had to lose a lot of ground in some of those caution flags that came out a little bit earlier. But he's still got a very solid race car. For Dale Earnhardt Jr., every now and then when you come to this place, very seldom, though, do you see somebody get it hooked up like he has this afternoon. Now, whether it'll stay that way all day long or not remains to be seen. But for the moment, he has almost a full straightaway on Jerry Nadeau and everyone else. Good battle further back once again. Jimmy Spencer. This time it's John Andretti fighting with him. That battle going on for the fifth position. We're back at the Darlington Raceway watching Dale Earnhardt Jr. just try to demolish this field at the way he's going around this racetrack. Now, it's a good thing the field is pretty well strung out like it is because otherwise he'd start lapping about five or six cars every circuit around this racetrack. He has caught the tail end of the field right now. Goes around Brett Bodine. And at the pace he is setting, Dave Moody, very shortly, within five laps, he's going to catch a big pack of traffic. Another two or three laps, Barney Larry Foyt will be in danger of going a lap down. And then the damage machine of Kevin Harvick. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. and then everybody else at arm's length right now. Jr. comes off the end of the backstretch, running a flawless line, not diving to the bottom of the racetrack, kind of splitting the difference, but drifting it up against the concrete. And as we speak, closing in on the Larry Foyt car. First 35 laps of this race are pretty wild with cautions, blown engines, all kinds of action going on. But it's settled down now. So let's take a sweep through the pits. Brought to you by Mechanics Wear, the official glove of NASCAR. Winston Kelly. Well, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. called in talking to his crew just a few laps ago when Tony Urey Sr. and Tony Urey Jr. said, man, you're flying. He said, yeah, I know it. I probably need to slow down just a little bit, but the car is just so comfortable. Just talked to the coach from Ryan Newman's pit who started on the outside of row number one. He's a little bit tight, getting kind of frustrated in the car. Mark Martin, as good as he's running, a little bit loose going back to Dale Earnhardt Jr. As good as he's running, he said it's just a touch free, so they might try to tighten it up a little bit when they come down pit road in the Budweiser Chevrolet. Out of the midsection of pit road and Adam Alexander. Several pretty solid drivers in the midsection of the pit lane. Winston, we talked in the pre-race show about Kurt Busch. Lost an engine yesterday during happy hour. He had to start at the tail end of the field. He's been able to work his way into the top five. He said the rubber made forward handling awfully good at this point. John Andretti having a pretty good day for Petty Enterprises starting 26. He also has made his way into the top five. And what about Casey Mears making his 
first ever Winston Cup start here at Darlington. Started back in the 24th position. He's up to sixth. He tested here two weeks ago, and I think that's really been the difference for him. And Matt Kenseth, who was involved in that spin early in the race, has been able to make his way back up to 20th. Now to the turn four into pit road, and Danielle Fry. speedy drive so just a little bit tight but he said that it's something that he can race with the 88 of Dale Jarrett he's just a little bit loose Ricky Craven's having a really solid run he's pretty quiet on the radio says he's real good it's not too tight and not too loose Dave Blaney he started 18 he's now up to uh, 9 and he has passed 22 cars so he too has a pretty strong run. Jimmy Spencer has just lost seventh position in fact he's going to lose a bunch more over in turn two Elliot Sadler moves underneath him Dave Blaney just did a moment ago Green to the bottom along with Ricky Craven. This is a pack of snarling race cars that comes onto the back stretch. Jimmy Spencer has lost three spots. He's got about 10 cars stacked up behind him. Jeff Green, Ricky Craven, Jeff Gordon, Mike Skinner, and others. And right now, Spencer is under fire in turn four. Yeah, they're looking at both sides to get by Spencer. He's fallen back to the 10th position. Jeff Green's knocking on the door. Ricky Craven wants to get by as well. There's another half dozen lined up behind him trying to get by. Mr. Excitement at the mercy of the pack right now. Ricky Craven takes a peek to the inside. Once again, Spencer's Dodge gets a little bit tail happy, but he'll hold him off to two. Behind Craven, Jeff Gordon worked the inside lane around Jeff Green. Now Green is under fire. Mike Skinner lined up there. Jimmy Spencer continues to hold off this pack of race cars. Ricky Craven, one car length behind him in turn four. I think one reason that this pack of traffic and everybody else on the speedway has turned up the wick a little bit and running as hard as they can is the fact that Dale Earnhardt Jr. is closing in on the tail end of the field now. As good as he is getting around this racetrack, if he can get through traffic the way he is shown in the early part of this race, he's going to put a lot of people a lap down. Let's pick him up as he goes off to turn one. Taylor Earnhardt Jr. next in line. Whoa. Trouble in turn number two. Ward Burton is around. Ryan Newman goes around for a long, smoky slide. A couple of cars take evasive action. No contact made. Both cars, Ward Burton and Ryan Newman, are back underway. Yellow flag. It's waving for the fifth time this afternoon. That happened right down in the middle of turns one and two. Let's go back over there. Ward Burton got turned around sideways. Barney Ryan Newman checked up to try and avoid him, and it looked like the tail end on his all-tail dodge came around as well. Both Newman and Burton, fortunate, made contact with nothing and nobody. They've got them fired up, and they're back underway. Although we've had five caution flags this afternoon, Barney, one thing I'm noticing is, uh, other than the one that occurred uh, involving four cars back on lap 23, most have been one or two car incidents, and it didn't cause a big pileup. And traditionally in the past, it seems like at Darlington, if one car got sideways, you had a five-car pileup. Yeah, I think one thing is that's made a big difference in the recent years is the quality of drivers are out there. Used to, guys would lock it down and just spin right up in the middle of the field and take out six, seven, and eight cars. They're not doing that anymore. They're trying to drive their way through the accident because if you have to get on the binders nine times out of ten, somebody's going to hit you from behind. Field getting ready to go back to green here at Darlington and Dale Earnhardt Jr., Mark Martin, Jerry Nadeau, Kurt Busch, and Elliott Sadler will be the top five. Be a single file restart. No cars still a lap down as they come down to the line. Green flag goes back out. Let's see if they can stay with Earnhardt Jr. this time as they go to turn one. Got a feeling, Barney, that Mark Martin may be
Casey Mears kicked up to the top side of the racetrack that left that lane open for Gordon and Andretti. Meanwhile, up front, Earnhardt Jr., two-car lengths the advantage over Mark Martin. Jerry Nadeau bobbles his car but hangs on to it for now. Yeah, Nadeau takes a way higher line coming off turn number four. I don't know if that was by design or not, but it did allow Kurt Busch to close in on him. And just behind Kurt Busch, the pole sitter for today's race, Elliot Sadler. Sadler's been picking his way back there from the middle section of the field. He's back into the top five, running in fifth. Right behind him, Dave Blaney and Jimmy Spencer. All those cars stay single file onto the back straightaway, watching Kurt Busch running in fourth, closing in on Jerry Nadeau. He slides wide in the corner. That's Busch. Nadeau does as well as they continue to race single file. Jerry Nadeau's done a heck of a job considering everything he's been through in the early going here this afternoon, spinning the car out down in one and two a little bit earlier, and is still able to hang in there in third place. Quick reminder that Sterling Marlin has come back into the race. He's out there getting all the points he can. He's some 45 laps behind everybody else, being caught up in an accident a little bit earlier today. Good scramble going on for third place over in turn three. It is nose to tail for now, but it is getting hotter, and the battle's now joined. Jerry Nadeau, Kurt Busch, Elliott Sadler, nose to tail, racing for third, fourth, and fifth. Pouring off turn four, coming back down this home stretch. Here's Kurt Busch peeking to the inside for a shot at getting by Jerry Nadeau. Sees he'd better stay in line because, again, he's got plenty of company just behind him. Right in the rear view mirror, Elliott Sadler, and Sadler's got to push from behind as well from Dave Blaney. Right behind them, Jimmy Spencer feeling the heat from Jeff Gordon. He is getting a mirror full of the DuPont Chevrolet. Gordon took a look down to the inside of the racetrack, started a run down low, ran out of racetrack, gets back in behind Spencer in turn three, but again continues to apply pressure all four. Let's jump back in the field a little bit where some real scrambling is going on back there at 13th place. That's Mike Skinner, Matt Kenseth, Ricky Craven, Greg Biffle, Dale Jarrett, and about 10 or 12 other cars locked up in that good battle also as they go back over to turn two. Somebody going by everybody, yeah, somebody every lap here. Matt Kenseth will do it this time. He dives to the inside on Jeff Green. Further to the front, Jimmy Spencer, John Andretti going at it. Jeff Gordon has just grabbed the seventh position from Spencer. Spencer falling in line in eighth. John Andretti and Joe Nemechek, the car is running in ninth and tenth. Even further back, around the 28th and 29th position, Jeremy Mayfield is there. Ken Schrader in that mix. You've got the guys you wouldn't expect to be at the back of the pack, like Tony Stewart and Ryan Newman. They're in that mix as well at the tail end of the field. But race leader Dale Earnhardt Jr. again is doing Mike Bagley what he did early on. He's starting to check out. Yeah, he has engaged the cruise control mechanism on the Budweiser Chevrolet. He has pulled away from Mark Martin. Martin's been able to put some distance on Jerry Nadeau about five or six car, car lengths worth. Nadeau's starting to get the rear view mirror of Kurt Busch. Well, this race is kind of getting stabilized just a little bit at this juncture right now. We've completed 80 laps. Why don't we give you a full field rundown? I don't believe we've done that all afternoon. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is the leader. Mark Martin second. Jerry Nadeau's third. And Kurt Busch is fourth. And Elliot Sadler is fifth. Give sixth today, Blaney. Jeff Gordon to seventh. Jimmy Spencer eighth. John Andretti is ninth. And Joe Nemechek is tenth. Casey Mears having a good day. Casey's eleventh. Mike Skinner shows twelfth. Matt Kenseth is thirteenth. Jeff Green is fourteenth. And Ricky Craven is fifteenth. 16th will be Dale Jarrett. Greg Biffle is 17th. Johnny Benson's 18th. Michael Waltrip shows 19th. And Bill Elliott is 20th. Ricky Rudd, 21st. Jimmy Johnson shows 22nd. Terry Labonte, 23rd. Steve Park is 24th. And 25th is Kyle Petty. Running in 26th now is Ken Schrader. Jeremy Mayfield is 27th. Tony Stewart's 28th. Kenny Wallace is 29th, and Rusty Wallace is 30th. 31st is Ryan Newman, 32nd, Jamie McMurray. Brett Bodine is 33rd. 34th is Larry Foyt. In 35th is Robbie Gordon. And 36th, Kevin Harvick. Those are the cars now on the lead lap. One lap down in 
37th is Ward Burton. 38th is Bobby Labonte. 39th is Sterling Marlin. Jeff Burton is uh, shown back in the race. He's in 40th. 41st is Tony Raines. He's back in after that crash early on this afternoon. Car still in the garage, Jack Sprague and Todd Bodine. Again, Dale Earnhardt Jr. after that pit stop uh, had that caution not come out a little bit earlier here this afternoon. I got a feeling we'd have at least 15 to 20 cars that would have been a lap down within about 10 or 15 laps. But for the moment, he has about a half a straightaway on the second place car of Mark Martin. Can't really tell at this juncture if Mark's gaining any ground on him or not. Is he as he goes over to turn two? I don't think so, Marty. I think he's doing all he can just to hang on as close as he is. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has got the Budweiser Chevrolet in the wind. A little bit of smoke this time. Everyone is stable in the run of the front five, front six cars. One car on the move, Joe Nemechek. He's been able to find his way around the car of John Andretti. Andretti, though, feels some pressure from three more cars behind him, Casey Mears, Mike Skinner, and Matt Kenseth. That is a battle for the 10th position led by Joe Nemechek. Once he got around that car, he starts to pull away a little bit, and they battle behind him. That is Casey Mears, Mike Skinner, Matt Kenseth, and Jeff Green going at it in turn one. Here's the rookie trying to hold off a couple of veterans. Mike Skinner working on him. Can't find editing. Matt Kenseth says, I'll try it. He goes to the left of the Kodak machine, and he drives underneath him. Opens the inside lane off turn two. Completes the pass by they come on. By the time they come onto the back straightaway, now Kenseth will set sail for Casey Mears as Mears follows the tire tracks of John Andretti. Elliot Sadler is beginning to scramble pretty good again as he is moving up through the field. He just got around Kurt Busch a moment ago as he sweeps over to turn two. Barney, there's a problem on the third place machine. Right front tire beginning to smoke badly on the Jerry Nadeau U.S. Army Pontiac. He is coming off the pace as they come off turn number two. Here's the smoke. It continues to billow. He pulls down to the inside. Elliot Sadler now will make the move by Jerry Nadeau. Also Kurt Busch and Dave Blaney going by. A whole lot of smoke now for the right side of the U.S. Army car, but he stays on the racetrack but down to the inside. And Nadeau, we thought, would uh, come down the pit lane this time, but instead he stays on the racetrack, dropping down to the lower groove, and everyone else zooming by. It's been a tough day for Jerry Nadeau, although he's had a very strong car. We gave you a look at the full field rundown. Let's now update where the Coca-Cola racing family is currently running. Brought to you by Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. Kurt Busch is running in the fourth position. John Andretti is 10th. Dale Jarrett is 16th. Michael Waltrip, 18th. In 20th is Bill Elliott. Ricky Rudd is 21st. Steve Park is 24th. Tony Stewart is 25th. Kyle Petty is 28th. 36th is Kevin Harvick. Bobby Labonte is 38th. And Jeff Burton is out of the race, shown in 41st. That's the Coke family of drivers. Jerry Nadeau this time will bring his car onto pit road as the smoke gets progressively worse as he works his way down to the middle of the pit here. And he will bring it in at lap number 87. Let's see if he's going to go into his pit or if he's going to take it into the garage. Can't really tell what the problem is on that machine. No, he's going to take it down to his pit, it appears, as the smoke continues to billow from Jerry Nadeau's car after a good qualifying run and a good strong run as he heads down toward Winston Kelly. Well, Barney, we talked to Pete Wright, one of the crew members. He thought it was a tire run, just like Dave Moody had said. But as he comes down pit road, looks like he's dusted for mosquitoes. There's a lot of smoke coming down underneath the hood of the U.S. Army. underneath the hood. A lot of smoke coming out from underneath Jerry Nadeau's machine. They can't tell exactly where the uh, origination point is. It looks like he's going to have to shut it down. They, he is going to shut it down. There is an oil leak on Jerry Nadeau's machine. Pretty too bad, Joe, because he had a, he had overcome adversity, was running up in the top five, had a stronger car almost as anybody out there, and then to have to pull it onto pit road and find out what the problem is 
any chance he had of even a top 10 finish has gone out the window. Had a great qualifying effort in this event to starting off with this team this year and of course gaining the U.S. Army as sponsor. They started in the third position. He spun early on, recovered from that, and was still running up in the top two or three positions when they had this problem. And that looks like the day will end early for Jerry Nadeau. Just watched a pretty good battle going on for a few moments there with uh, Jeff Gordon and Kurt Busch. Also further back, uh, Joe Nemechek has advanced another position. He's off to a great start this year with Hendrick Motorsports. Nemechek getting by Jimmy Spencer and Matt Kenseth a few moments ago. He's now running in the seventh position. But where's Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Building up that lead once again. He's uh, 3.6 seconds out in front of Mark Martin. Just sitting here looking at the scoreboard and looking at my sheet. The last time that they came in to make a pit stop was about lap 69. And all of a sudden, he has less than a, about a quarter of a lap. He's going to catch the tail end of the field one more time. Unless we get another caution or something happens, he's going to start putting people a lap down. I just can't believe how good that car is running in the early going here this afternoon. He's over in turn three. Yeah, Barney has been uh, running his uh, unique line. Unique, I say, because normally the line in turn three is diving for the bottom and letting the car slide up against the wall. He's taking a higher line and just keeping the car up against the concrete, and that's paying dividends for him as he continues to pull away. We check in on pit road. Well, you guys talked about the success of Joe Nemechek. Started 38th today. He's all the way up to 7th. Peter Suspenso, the crew chief. You guys have looked awfully good today, Peter. Is the car as good as it's shown on the racetrack? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's just a little, little tight right now, but not bad. So we're going to leave it alone and just see how it goes. What kind of adjustments have you made on the race car to this point? Uh, we just made an air pressure adjustment in the track car. That's it. Talk about a team that's been having some momentum. Back-to-back ninth-place finishes the last two weeks. Las Vegas and Atlanta solidly in the top 10 here this afternoon. Casey Mears having some trouble in turn number two, trying to work with uh, Ricky Craven there. Craven just passed by Mears. Mears got a little loose up in the corner as Michael Waltrip closes in on him. We've completed 94 laps with Dale Earnhardt Jr., the race leader, nearly a four-second margin over Mark Martin. Elliott Sadler's third, Dave Blaney's fourth, and Jeff Gordon is fifth. Sixth is Kurt Busch. Joe Nemeth checks up to seventh. Matt Kenseth is eighth. Ninth is Jimmy Spencer, and Mike Skinner is running in tenth. I told you about the problems for Jerry Nader. Let's get a follow-up there and see exactly what went wrong on the U.S. Army Pontiac. Well, it was an oil line fitting that came loose on the U.S. Army Pontiac after a great run. Had to come from the back to the front with some pit strategy and also just a good, strong race car. Kept it up there. Ryan Pemberton tells us it was an oil line fitting. He lost eight laps. He's still strong, but eight laps in arrears. Again, Dale Earnhardt Jr. continues to lead. Mark Martin is second. Elliott Sadler is third. Jeff Gordon is fourth. And Kurt Busch is in fifth place. We talked about Tony Stewart a moment ago. Tony's showing back in 20th position. Let's see if we can get an update from his pit with Danielle Fry. That's right, Barney. Tony was up in the top ten until that last round of pit stops. Earlier in the race, he got that infamous Darlington strike. It knocked the toe in out about sixteenths of an inch. It the car developed a bad push, so the team took a round of wedge out of the left rear. Let's see if we can get a word with Greg Zipidelli, the crew chief. Greg, what is Tony saying about the car? Really ain't saying much now. We got the wall, screwed the toe up right front fender a little bit. Uh, we took the time to adjust it there, made a bunch of chassis changes. Right now he's just trying to be nice and smooth, keep tires underneath us, and try to get back to the front. Well, that's the game plan down here in the Home Depot pit, just to try and be impatient and work his way back up through the traffic. You know, 
it's really strange at Darlington. A lot of times you'll get in trouble in the early going or you'll have some kind of a problem due to something that happened to somebody else. And you'll, in the case of Tony today, now he's struggling back there. He's still on the lead lap. He's got all day long, uh, still got, what, 191 laps left to get it done. And I'll bet you before the end of the day, he'll be up there and be in the top four or five. Yeah, yeah. How, how many times in the past, remember when Darrell Walter was running here, and, and I always have to relate this to him because he was the master of kind of hiding back in the pack. You didn't hear about him all day long, and suddenly the last 100 laps, here he is. Where'd he come from? As long as you can stay on the lead lap here at Darlington, there's usually enough cautions that's going to come out at this place that you can always get up there close to the leader. And if you get get the right adjustment on your car as the laps wind down toward the end of it, nine times out of ten, you've got a shot to win. Except maybe today if Dale Earnhardt Jr. keeps running like he is, I don't know. He looks tough at this stage of the race anyway, but a long ways to go. 190 laps remaining. And watching a very good race among a couple of guys who started back near the rear of the field. It's for the fifth position, Kurt Busch and Joe Nemechek. That battle continues, exiting turn two. Yeah, that battle's been tightening up for the last few times by Joe. You've got the cars of Kurt Busch and Joe Nemechek. Single file, but in front of them, Jeff Gordon's going to work on Elliott Sattler. Gordon now will grab the spot off turn four. Jeff Gordon, another one that's very consistent here at this racetrack. If he gets a little bit behind, a lap behind, or even a lap down on a couple of occasions at this racetrack, he always seems to manage to come back and pull out a really good finish. Again, Earnhardt Jr. continues to lead. His advantage not as big as it was earlier this afternoon. It's just a pinch over three seconds over Mark Martin. Jeff Gordon is about uh, seven seconds behind Mark Martin, trying to reel him in, along with Elliot Sadler and Kurt Busch, your top five. Joe Nemechek's having a good day here. Dave Blaney's having a good day. It's good to see Dave running strong. That team has kind of turned the corner, I think. The first four races they've been in this year, they've been looking pretty well. Got their first pole a couple of weeks ago as well. Blaney did and the Jasper Engines team. Right now they're running in the seventh position, and uh, that car is right behind that uh, battle we're telling you about for a fifth between Kurt Busch and Joe Nemechek. Trying to make that a three-man dance, Joe. It's Busch and Nemechek at about five car lengths. Back to Dave Blaney, but he's trimming the margin as they race for the back backstretch. Here comes Dave Blaney looking to make that a three-man fight for that position. Kurt Busch successful in holding off Joe Nemechek. Problem is with Nemechek, he's the meat in the sandwich trying to catch Kurt Busch and hold off Dave Blaney. They spill off turn number four back into the front straightaway. About a maybe an eight or ten car separation between those three machines as they go back into turn number one. Just kind of holding what they have for the moment and go back over to turn two. Yeah, for the moment, Barney, everybody just keeping the cards close to their best. It's Kurt Busch, three car lengths back to Joe Nemechek. Another four to Dave Blaney. Blaney comes off turn two and onto the back straightaway behind Blaney. About half the distance of the backstretch before you see another battle beginning to tighten up. That's where Matt Kenseth, DeWalt Ford, has Mike Skinner's Kodiak Pontiac, or actually Kodak Pontiac, closing in with Skinner taking a lower line and closing in. That is a race for the eighth position. Skinner's having a good day here this afternoon after they switched over to Pontiac going into this season. They've kind of struggled first few races of the year, but uh, looking good at this stage of the race. 107 of the total distance of 293 laps are complete. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is now the man in charge. So far this year, Earnhardt Jr.'s best finish was a second at Las Vegas. Trying here today to uh, begin a tradition like his dad left here at Darlington Raceway, winning this track nine times in his great career. Never been really that strong of a racetrack for Dale Jr., but all of a sudden, the last couple of times he's been here, I believe he's beginning to get it figured out. And then right now, he's caught the tail end of the field over in turn two. Off turn number two, he draws a, a crosshairs onto the back bumper of the Caterpillar Dodge of Ward Burton. 
two lap cars directly ahead of the race leader, Ward Burton and Robbie Gordon now. Single file, they will race in front of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Once Jr. gets past those two cars, he's got about five more in front of him as well. What he's going to have to worry about really is not what's in front of him, but what's behind him. As Mark Martin is starting to close in, what was nearly a five-second lead is now less than one second. Mark Martin has chased down the race leader, and they are in traffic. And for the second time today, Mark Martin's car good on a long run. Dale Jr. still working to try and make his way past the slower car of Ward Burton. He's not even been able to open the inside lane or the outside lane or any lane. He just has to follow Ward Burton. And while he's doing that, Mark Martin closes in even more. Five, four car lengths as Junior almost gets to the back of Ward Burton. Watching Mark Martin run through both ends of this racetrack, he seems to be able to run a full lane lower than Dale Earnhardt Jr. has for the last few laps. He's about four car lengths behind him over in turn two. Like a shark that spills blood in the water right now, Barney. He closes into just two car lengths now, whittling away the margin. Junior still can't get under Burton. Here comes Martin looking to the bottom. Mark Martin looks down to the inside, looking for the lead at Darlington. He is there, a fender up alongside. He will blow past the Budweiser Chevrolet, and Mark Martin roars to the lead in turn three. Mark Martin drives right to the bottom of the track, going to the end of the back straightaway, completes the pass before he gets through turn number three, and he will take the top spot, becoming the sixth different driver to lead the Carolina Dodge Dealers 400. Now let's see how far away he can get from Earnhardt Jr. Well, the battle is going to be who gets through the lap traffic best, and there are some good cars dead ahead. Ward Burton, we mentioned, Robbie Gordon, and right in front of them, Jimmy Johnson and Ryan Newman. Mark Martin sizes up the lap traffic as Jimmy Johnson and Ryan Newman almost bounce off each other. Three cars in front of the race leader. Martin goes to work on Burton. Burton slides up the racetrack, and Martin angles his forward down to the bottom of the racetrack. Mark got to be awful careful in that pack of traffic because quite a bit of it directly ahead of him is running too wide, so he's not going to make it three wide. For the moment, he's just content to hold what he has as Dale Earnhardt Jr. stays with him back in one. Jr. had his problems getting underneath the Ward Burton machine for the moment. Mark Martin experiencing the same difficulties. Burton holds them off right in front of him, Ryan Newman. Lap traffic becoming rather tenacious for the leaders as they come on to the back stretch. Mark Martin finding no room to race. Matter of fact, Martin's going to fall off the back bumper of Ward Burton by about two car lengths, and Dale Jr. is there working to the high side of Mark Martin, who's down low. Been a very exciting race. Seven lead changes among six drivers. We've had five caution flags to wave so far. Right now, there are 34 cars still on the lead lap. Mark Martin leads Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jeff Gordon is third. Elliott Sadler fourth, and Joe Nemechek is fifth. Sixth is Kurt Busch. Seventh is Dave Blaney. Eighth is Matt Kenseth. Mike Skinner ninth, and Jimmy Spencer is tenth. Eleventh, Michael Waltrip. Dale Jarrett twelfth. Thirteenth, Ricky Craven. Steve Park fourteenth, and fifteenth is John Andretti. Jeff Green is sixteenth. Tony Stewart seventeenth. Casey Mears eighteenth. Bill Elliott nineteenth. Rusty Wallace now runs in the twentieth spot. Mark Martin enjoying a very healthy lead right now. He's caught a big pack of traffic off turn number four here at the start-finish line. He's got Kyle Petty and Jeremy Mayfield and about three or four other cars directly ahead as he sweeps over to turn two. Kenny Wallace and Robbie Gordon are also in that pack of four, Barney. Mark Martin will have to deal with them very carefully as he exits turn two to the backstretch. But the good thing for Mark Martin is he isn't pressured to make any maneuvers because Jeff Gordon is just coming off of turn two and Martin goes into three. However, the race leader is boxed in traffic. He's going to work on Kyle Petty now in turn four. Martin swings to the outside of Kyle Petty coming off turn four to uh, get around that machine. Falls in line now behind Jeremy Mayfield and two cars just ahead are racing side by side in front of the leader. Kenny Wallace on the inside of the battered Robbie Gordon machine. Down to the inside goes Jeremy Mayfield. He'll make a run at Gordon. Right behind them, they're two abreast. Right behind them is Mark Martin. 
traffic double wide behind the race leader. Lap traffic double wide in front of the race leader momentarily. Now it thins out to single file racing. Mark Martin sees Jeremy Mayfield and Robbie Gordon in front of him. Now Martin changes lanes in the corner. Mark's got a car that will run down at the bottom of the racetrack about as well as anybody we watched all afternoon pointed that out a little bit earlier today that he could get lower than a couple of guys that he's been racing with and that's paid off for him. However, he's still sandwiched in that lap traffic over in turn two. And there's still two abreast in front of him, Barney. Jeremy Mayfield goes to the inside of the Robbie Gordon machine, bypasses him. Martin tries to follow, can't find room to race. Waiting to see if Mark Martin will change lanes on the back stretch. He will not. He will follow Gordon into the corner, and he's got lap traffic on the rear deck. Steve Park and Jerry Nadeau. Now as Gordon goes to work on Robbie Gordon. Let's go to the other end of the racetrack. A good battle for the 13th position. Rookie Greg Biffle and Dale Jarrett going at it, and Ricky Craven in that mix as well as they hit the back straightaway. Here they come onto the back stretch. Dale Jarrett, Greg Biffle, Ricky Craven, nose to tail except for Craven. He climbs the banking, trying to get a run on the outside lane. It won't pay off, but Craven still goes to work on Biffle in the corner. That's been a pretty good battle for the last four or five laps around, and it continues that way as they ride nose to tail here in the front straightaway. Just looking at the interval now between Mark Martin and Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon has knocked off better than a second and a half on him, so that lap traffic is hurting Mark Martin right now over in turn two. And Mark Martin is not done yet, Barney. Still the Steve Park machine in front of him. Park on a new set of tires is fairly strong. Jeff Gordon now dives to the inside on the Jamie McMurray machine, but can't get underneath him as they exit two. Jeff Gordon's been looking for room to race, trying to bypass the McMurray machine. Thought he had that accomplished off turn two, but did not. Instead, Gordon will fall in line behind McMurray. As a matter of fact, will lose about a car length in the process. Steve Park making it as hard as he can for Mark Martin to get by because he is the last car on the lead lap. He does not want to lose a lap here at this stage of the race. But Mark Martin sneaks up right on his rear deck again in turn one. Steve Park giving it all he's got to try and keep the leader in his rear view mirror. Mark Martin, for the moment, can only follow in his tire tracks to the back. Steve Park being very successful in staying on the tail end of the lead lap. He's not giving Martin any room around. Meanwhile, here's Jeff Gordon. Three wide with lap traffic. McMurray and Robbie Gordon. Gordon now will sweep past them both and will get free and clear of some of that lap traffic off the end of the back stretch. Yeah, that was holding him up much the same as it did Mark Martin for the last 10 or 15 laps around. He knew he had to get out of there. He picked up a full second on Mark, but he got caught up in about a four-car scramble there and had to do something, so he made a move as he goes back over to turn two. Jeff Gordon now will close up on his teammate and his employee, Jimmy Johnson, still about three car lengths before he catches the low Chevrolet. All the while, Mark Martin still has yet to put the pass on Steve Park, and they've got two more cars, Ward Burton and Jeremy Mayfield, so three lap cars directly ahead of the race leader. That little incident with Jeff Gordon trying to get around the lap traffic cost him a good bit in his uh, progress of chasing down Mark Martin. It's back to four seconds the margin from first to second. We're looking at 147 laps down. That'll give us 146 to go here at Darlington. Mark Martin continues to lead. Jeff Gordon is second. Jeff is now three and seven tenths seconds. He lost about uh, more than half of what he gained a moment ago being caught up in that traffic. Matt Kenseth has closed in a little bit closer. Matt shows in third. Elliot Sadler's fourth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is fifth. And Joe Nemechek is sixth. Dave Blaney is seventh. Mike Skinner is eighth. Michael Waltrip should be ninth. Jimmy Spencer make up the top ten. At Darlington Raceway in South Carolina, the Carolina Dodge Dealers 400 just passed the halfway mark. It is the fifth race of this 2003 season. Very cloudy, overcast day, but uh, running clean and green all the way. We've had uh, five caution flags that have waved so far in the race. That was early on, the first uh, 35 laps or so when uh, all the cautions occurred. 11 lead changes so far among nine different drivers. Right now, Mark Martin leads Jeff Gordon. Matt Kenseth is third. Elliott Sandler fourth. And Dale Hart Jr. is fifth. Six is 
Joe Nemechek. Seventh, Dave Blaney. Mike Skinner is eighth. Ninth is Mike Waltrip. And tenth is Kurt Busch. Jimmy Spencer is 11th. Ricky Craven is 12th. Thirteenth is Dale Jarrett. 14th is Jeff Green. 15th is Rusty Wallace. Rest of the top 20 now are Tony Stewart, John Andretti, Bill Elliott, Greg Biffle, and Ryan Newman. Kind of looking back through uh, some notes that we make from time to time in just four races this year. Two drivers have already won over a million dollars in prize money. That's just, that is almost unbelievable in a, in a span of four races. And the two drivers, of course, are Michael Waltrip and Kurt Busch. Michael went in the Daytona 500. That's got a very stout payday. And uh, with Kurt Busch doing as well as he has up until last weekend, really, and, uh, and in Las Vegas, he had two runner-up finishes starting off the season at Daytona. And, uh, of course, at the North Carolina Speedway in Rockingham, that coming on on the heels of top five finishes dating back to uh, Martinsville last fall. He uh, was on a roll, led the points early on in the season until he had a couple of uh, misfortunate uh, runs at, uh, at Las Vegas and at, uh, at Atlanta Motor Speedway last weekend. But he still will be a contender for the championship this year. I'll tell you what, Kurt Busch is... Uh He's just come into this business. He's got an awful lot of driving talent. He comes across as being real cocky and brash, but we've had guys come into business that way. Darrell Waltrip was that way when he came in. And when you come in that way and you can back up what you say and let what you do on that racetrack speak for yourself, and uh, it does in his case. I think he has probably more confidence in Kurt Busch's ability than, than anybody else right now, and he's getting the job done. Remember, even when Jeff Gordon first came into NASCAR racing, first in the NASCAR Busch Series, there was a year or two before he really showed us anything. We didn't really look at him and say, okay, this is going to be the new superstar. In Kurt Busch's situation, he came into the truck series, started winning races right off the bat, moved into the Winston Cup series, started qualifying well, and, you know, less than a year after he came into the series running part-time to begin with, you could tell he was going to be good. He's done a good job today. He missed his pit stop. He missed the entrance pit road is yep. what he did, coming off turn four on that last round of, uh, of green flag pit stops. Lost a lot of ground because he had to come back up to speed, go around the racetrack, come back in again. But still, with all that, he's running in the 10th position. And remember, he started at the rear of the field today. Let's go to pit road. See if we can't get away with this crew chief, Jimmy Finning. Talked earlier about the fact that they had to go to the tail end of the pack. Been able to work your back up, way back up into the top 10, Jimmy. Is the car pretty solid right now? Now, nah, right now, we're fighting loose, so we got to get in and adjust on it. But uh, we got a little ways to go, so hopefully we can get it by the end. Everything looked good in the power plant at this point? Uh, everything's fine in the engine department right now. There's the word from Jimmy Finning, crew chief for Kurt Busch. As you guys said, been pretty solid the first couple of weeks of the season. Incidents have taken him away the last two weeks, but appears to be solid once again this afternoon here at Darlington. Matt Kenseth doing everything he can to get up there and be a player, although he is running in fourth position right now. He is a little over four seconds behind the leader, Mark Martin, as they sweep over to turn two and head down to three. Here they come down the end of the back straightaway. Mark Martin in heavy lap traffic. He's going to work on Casey Mears. Got Steve Park and Terry Labonte and others stacked up in front of him. A little further back, uh, watching a good battle for the fourth spot. Matt Kenseth there and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale's trying to make a move on him as they come off turn number four. He sweeps down to the inside and doesn't see the opening. Now he does. Kenseth just lets him go on by, and Earnhardt Jr. picks off a spot. Dale Earnhardt Jr. takes the position away, not far ahead, about 10, maybe 12 car lengths, up to the Elliott Sadler machine as they sweep off the banking in turn two. Elliott Sadler goes to work on Kevin Harvick, has to change lanes and go to the bottom of the racetrack. Harvick's in the outside lane, lets Elliott Sadler go, as now Sadler sets sail for the Kyle Petty lap car. Tell you what, Kevin Harvick uh, is ready to get back in the groove and start winning races like he did a couple of years ago. I talked to Kevin a couple of times this weekend, and he said, you know, we, right now we just need some good luck. And he really is having this whole season is just things that happen to him, not necessarily of their own making. 
already this season getting in trouble, at least here today in this race. He was involved in that uh, four-car crash back on lap 23, along with Jack Sprague, Bobby Labonte, Tony Raines, and Sterling Marlin. At least he was able to continue. We lost uh, three cars in that incident. A couple of the guys have come back. Bobby Labonte has been back out for a while. Sterling Marlin came out and now has gone back to the garage. So Kevin Harvick at least has been able to continue, but he's a number of laps down. Now shown back in the 36th position. Four cars are in the garage. Tony Raines has parked it. Sterling Marlin is back in the garage for the moment. Jack Sprague is out of the event, and so is Todd Bodine. But for Mark Martin, everything's on cruise control for Mark right now. He's getting around this racetrack about as quick as anybody out there, and he's got a car that one of the few that we have said this afternoon that seems to be able to find at least one or two different grooves going through the turn. He can run right against the wall if he needs to, but when he catches some of that traffic, he can also get down underneath. Mark Martin, Jeff Gordon, Elliot Sadler, Earnhardt Jr., and Matt Kenseth. That's your top five. We talked about Richard Childress's cars a moment ago, particularly Kevin Harvick and the tough season they were having. Let's see if we can get a word from Richard Childress right now. Well, RC's had a tough couple of weeks. His mother, Virginia Hodge, passed away last week in Barn. We know that you've experienced that recently with RC. And RC, I know as tough as it's been, you've had a lot of outpouring from the racing community and the fans as well. Yeah, it was unbelievable. All the, all the race fans, all the cards, everything that they've done. All I can say is thank you for our family. And uh, it was a tough time, but that's what makes it a lot easier when you know you've got a lot of support from your friends and everybody else out there. Seems like whatever, anytime anything happens in NASCAR racing, it's like the family just kind of rallies around each other, no matter whose team you are or what fan you pull for, that everybody kind of rallies around everybody. Yeah, it, it was just great support from all the teams in NASCAR and all the fans from all the different uh, teams. Well, we've had Richard Childress and our thoughts and prayers just like Barney Hall a few weeks ago. So Richard Childress, his mother passes away, but he's able to rally back here and cheer his teams on today here at Darlington. Richard and I had a long conversation in the garage yesterday, and uh, we're kind of consoling each other about the loss of our mothers. And uh, as, as we both agreed, when you lose your mom, you've lost your best friend in life, that's for sure. We're at Darlington, 172 laps are complete here. Mark Martin right now showing the way. In the early going this afternoon, it looked like Dale Earnhardt Jr. was gonna lap the field, but right now, he's still very much in the hunt. He's showing in fourth place, quickly through the top five. Mark Martin, Elliot Sadler, Jeff Gordon, Earnhardt Jr., and Dave Blaney make up the top five. So many times here at Darlington, that is the case. One guy runs off, you think, okay, this guy's a shoe in for the win. Later, the tide changes. It turns completely around, and of course, a uh, long ways to go with 120 laps remaining in the Carolina Dodge Dealers South Carolina Governor and former U.S. Congressman Mark Sanford has joined us in the booth here today. First, I want to thank you for helping us with the weather today. I don't know that I can take claim for the weather, but why not? <laughs> why not? <That's> <laughs> A beautiful day and a big crowd has turned out here at Darlington Raceway and this uh, one of the big events of the NASCAR circuit. We talk so much about the tradition of this. I'm sure you're proud to have it in your state. We absolutely are. It's a huge economic engine for this part of the state. We had uh, NASCAR night at the governor's mansion earlier this week and it just had a great group of folks, um, both from a family standpoint and from a race car standpoint. People don't really realize, uh, I guess the people in this community do, but the average person across the country that is a race fan do not realize how much economic impact they have when the races come to town, particularly here at Darlington, anywhere we go for that matter. It literally transforms this area. I mean, you're looking across at basically a city that is built in anticipation of this race and then frankly leaves when this race goes. So you're talking about $50 million of economic impact to the PD of South Carolina right here at home. I know you're a race fan. I can tell that by the way you've been watching him go around the speedway. Well, I, I, and more, to, I guess, to the point, you, my wife and I have four little boys. You want to talk about some eyes that are wide open. These little guys 
are really having a great time today. And I think some great life lessons that are applicable for our four little boys in terms of perseverance, which is what you see with these drivers and the way they, they hang in tough. And frankly, teamwork. You look at those pit crews, you're seeing remarkable teamwork. And those are some great life lessons for little boys. And this truly is a family sport, and that, that is great to have it here. Absolutely. We're glad, glad it's here. We want to keep it here. Governor, keep the weather nice. We appreciate uh, that uh, the way things are turned around here today, and thanks a lot for stopping by to see us. My pleasure. Governor Mark Sanford, the governor of South Carolina, with us here today at the booth at uh, Darlington Raceway as we have now completed 176 laps of the 293 that make up the Carolina Dodge Dealers 400. Let's take a look at the full uh, field running board here with 117 laps to go. Mark Martin is the race leader. That margin, again, is just about four seconds. Uh, to be precise, 3.8 seconds over Elliott Sadler, the second-place man. Jeff Gordon is third. Dave Blaney, fourth. Dale Hart Jr. is fifth. Joe Nemechek runs in sixth with Matt Kenseth in seventh. Mike Skinner is eighth. Ninth is Michael Waltrip, and tenth is Kurt Busch. Running 11th is Ricky Craven. 12th is Tony Stewart. Dale Jarrett is 13th. Bill Elliott, 14th. And Rusty Wallace is 15th. 16th is Jeff Green. 17th, Jimmy Spencer. And 18th, John Andretti. 19th, Ricky Rudd. And in 20th, Kenny Wallace. 21st is Casey Mears. 22nd, Terry Labonte. 23rd is Steve Park. 24th, Kyle Petty. And 25th now, Jeremy Mayfield. Jamie McMurray shows in 26th. Jimmy Johnson, 27th. Brett Bodine is 28th. Ken Schrader is 29th. Johnny Benson is 30th. Ryan Newman, 31st. Greg Biffle, 32nd. Ward Burton, 33rd. Bobby Gordon is 34th. Larry Foyt is 35th. And Kevin Harvick shows 36th. Then Jerry Nadeau, 37th. Bobby Labonte would be 38th. Tony Raines, although he is in the garage, showing to finish 39th right now. Sterling Marlin, 40th. Jack Sprague, 41st. Jeff Burton, 42nd. And Todd Bodine is 43rd. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Seeing a few pit stops begin all of a sudden here on pit road. Jeremy Mayfield is in. Jimmy Johnson is on pit road. Ward Burton was in a few moments ago. And here's Ricky Rudd. Let's cover his stop. Right side tires are on the Motorcraft Ford around to the left side. No major adjustments for Ricky Rudd. Second can of fuel going in. Ricky Rudd down and away. This stop happening at lap 183. Here's John Andretti coming down the pit lane to make a stop at 184. Also Jack Sprague's car is back in. Further up the uh, pit lane, coming in uh, off turn number four is Steve Park. The Penzoil Chevrolet coming in for a stop. And several more cars making their stops at 184. Back to Adam Alexander. Right side tires going on the Cheerios Dodge of John Andretti. He was pretty solid early, but has drifted back outside the top 20. They go around to the left side. No major adjustments for him. They're wiping off the windshield, having some problems with the left rear. They get it on 18.2 seconds. A couple of stalls in front of him. His teammate Kyle Petty making a stop. That stop will happen at lap 185. Could see some more stops coming up here before too much longer. We are at lap 185 right now. Mark Martin continues to lead. Here's Jimmy Spencer bringing his machine in as he heads down toward his pit. Let's pick him up and cover that stop. He's pitting around toward turn number one. Since they expanded the pit stalls, they pit a little bit further down toward turn one. He's in the next to the last stall. Comes to a very smooth stop with the Sirius Satellite Dodge crew working on the right side of the machine. Another Dodge, the one of Jeremy Mayfield, stopped just a couple laps ago. A very smooth stop, no visible chassis adjustments. If they're doing anything, Tommy Baldwin and the crew, it's with air pressure. 14.13 seconds. Excellent stop. Jamie McMurray has his Dodge on pit road as well. McMurray makes a stop, moves on down the pit lane. Also, uh, Brett Bodine was in for a stop, and there's more cars in front of Danielle Fry. Steve Park filled out pit road. He went into his pit. Along with Brett Bodine, but the, the 
but since he's passing people, he's not saying anything. There's more cars going down pit road towards Adam Alexander. Mike Skinner going to make a pit stop. This happening at lap 186 at Kodak Pontiac. Has been solid all afternoon. Still looking for their first top 10 in 2003. Right side tires going on for him. They come around now to the left side. First can of fuel is in. No major chassis adjustments for Mike Skinner. Second uh, tires, second set of tires going on the left side. Down and away, 16.3 seconds for Mike Skinner. Rusty Wallace making a pit stop as he heads down toward Winston Kelly. Kenny Wallace just pulled his Dodge away. The Dodge of Rusty Wallace to the attention of the Bill Wilbur led crew. Cranking it up on the right side. First can of gasoline going in. We hear him talking to Mark Martin on the radio about when they're going to pit. Some cars were in front of Danielle Fry. Trouble in the front straightaway. John Andretti comes spinning off turn number four and hits the inside retaining wall. A hard hit by John Andretti, and the caution flag is going to come out at lap 189. Barney, it looks like he just broke loose coming off turn four. Didn't see if there was any contract, uh, contact there or not, but the car came spinning across the start-finish line and backed into the inside retaining wall here. John been having a pretty good day. He came right across the start-finish line and busted the inside pit wall. The car has come to rest down there. I don't, don't think he made contact with anybody else. It doesn't appear that he did. The car is not moving, but the caution flag is out, and this will be the, the uh, sixth one of the afternoon coming out at lap 189 as John Andretti's car sits just down toward the inside of the pit wall here past the start-finish line. Field forming up for the restart over in turn number three. Again, Jeff Gordon is the race leader. As it shakes out, now those cars on the tail end of the lead lap are down on the inside lane. One car directly in front of Jeff Gordon. That is Mike Skinner. It's Gordon, Elliot Sadler, Mark Martin, Ricky Craven, and Dave Blaney. That is the top five. Rest of the top ten are Michael Waltrip. He's in sixth. Tony Stewart, seventh. Kurt Busch, eighth. Bill Elliott, ninth. And Matt Kenseth in tenth as we go back to green. Going to be some hard scrambling for the guys to try and stay up there with the leader as a green flag comes back out and Jeff Gordon takes him down to turn one. Big question for Gordon, which lane will move? It looks like it'll be the inside. Dale Jarrett drives under Mike Skinner. Gordon tries to follow, but he can't do it. Here he comes off turn two. He is trapped in traffic, lap traffic in front of him and behind him. Change for second. Mark Martin gets underneath Elliott Sattler. Martin now goes to second. Sattler drops back to third as the race leaders still contend with lap traffic. Jeff Gordon drifts high in the corner, coming up off turn number four as Rusty Wallace holds the inside lane, struggling to get back on the lead lap. The lead machine right now swings off turn number two and heads over to three. And that machine is that of Jeff Gordon. He has broken free of Rusty Wallace. Wallace really has his hands full. Wallace not on the lead lap has second place Mark Martin crawling all over his tailpipes in turn four. Mark Martin swings to the inside of Rusty Wallace trying to get by. Meanwhile, Jeff Gordon is held up because the two cars in front of him are racing side by side in turn one. Trying to hang on to the tail end of the lead lap. Mike Skinner and Dale Jarrett. Skinner swings to the inside of the UPS Ford, moves under him. Gordon unable to make a move. He leads by 10 car lengths over Mark Martin. Gordon sizing up Dale Jarrett midway down the back straightaway, looking to see if he'll dive to the inside or go to the high side. For now, he will follow the tire tracks of Dale Jarrett. Meanwhile, Mark Martin has broken free of Elliott Sattler and begins to track down the race leader. Jeff Gordon knows he needs to get around that lap traffic and move away if he can because Mark Martin's had a good race car for the better part of the afternoon here, and he knows he's capable of running him down. Let's see what happens in turn two. Mark Martin closing in. He's got company from Elliott Sattler behind them. 
Gabe Laney running in the fourth position, trying to find his way around Rusty Wallace and get up there and fight for third with Elliott Sadler. Meanwhile, here goes Jeff Gordon going to work on Dale Jarrett down low. Finally breaking down to the inside to get by this car on the tail end of the lead lap. Jeff Gordon tries but does not succeed. At the start-finish line, he'll fall back in line. Further back, here's Dave Blaney. He sees a challenge from Ricky Craven. Craven trying to make a move to the outside in turn one. Looking to the high lane going into one, but Blaney slams the door on him. Craven has to back out of it. Right behind Ricky Craven now, Kurt Busch getting into the fray as they were a single file. Kurt Busch making a move off of turn two, diving down to the inside of Kenny Wallace, clearing the Wallace car, now closing in on Ricky Craven, fighting for that position. One reason Dale Jarrett's running so hard, he is a lap and almost two laps down. If Jeff Gordon gets around him, he'll put him a couple of laps down, and he's trying to stay up there and at least have a shot to gain one of those laps back as they go over to two. Jeff Gordon doing anything he can to try and get by DJ, but so far no takers. Mark Martin continues to close in. Mark Martin very methodical and tiptoeing towards the front, tiptoeing towards the race leader. Jeff Gordon still not having success getting by Dale Jarrett. Now Gordon's going to try the high lane in turn four. Gordon looks for another way to get by Dale Jarrett. Further back, Dale and Hart Jr. starting to pour on the steam as he scrapes the wall up in turns three and four. Just got it by his teammate, Michael Waltrip. That moves Jr. now up to the 10th position. Let's see if he can pick up more ground in turn one. He's got another teammate dead ahead, that being Steve Park, who's racing right now, nose to tail with Mac Kenseth. Dale Jr., no major damage on the Budweiser Chevrolet. Up front, here goes Jeff Gordon. He is going to work on Dale Jarrett. Almost gets it to the left rear quarter panel. Jarrett goes up the racetrack as Jeff Gordon dies for the bottom. Dale Jarrett made him work for it. Dale tried to pinch him to the bottom of the racetrack. Gordon says, I'm not going to give anything. They almost touched sheet metal there for a second. It's still not over, although he is underneath him in turn one. Well, this time they did touch sheet metal, Barney. They banged together twice on the front straightaway. Gordon gets by at the entrance to one. He may have got the spot, but it cost him some time. Mark Martin is right there. Mark Martin got by Dale Jarrett. Now Elliott Sadler, too, will get by his teammate. So Dale Jarrett falling backwards. Mark Martin and Elliott Sadler have caught race leader Jeff Gordon. Since Gordon now has gone by Dale Jarrett, he has been able to pull away somewhat from Mark Martin, maybe about three car lengths. But again, Elliott Sadler up in that mix as well. He, too, has gone by the lap traffic to the front three, head up into turn one. Jeff Gordon with about five car lengths in hand, got a big black donut right over the number on the right side door of the DuPont Chevrolet, but he's got the lead off and he's got some room to work with. He's got two car lengths, maybe three, between himself and Mark Martin. Although Martin will shave down that distance off the end of the back stretch. Gordon slides up the racetrack while Martin keeps his car nailed down to the inside of the racetrack. For the moment, it will be all Jeff Gordon as he sweeps around the Darlington Raceway. 216 laps go up on the scoreboard. There are 77 remaining. Mark Martin's in striking distance. He's less than half a second behind. And just a pinch over a second behind. And third is Elliott Sadler. A little ways back, a little over almost four seconds back to Dave Blaney who rides fourth and Ricky Craven's having a good day. Ricky shows in fifth. Why don't we give you a full field rundown? We haven't done that in a while. Back in sixth is Kurt Busch, Tony Stewart seventh, Bill Elliott's eighth, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is ninth, and Michael Waltrip is tenth. Matt Kenseth shows eleventh, Mike Skinner is twelfth, Ryan Newman's thirteenth, Greg Biffle's fourteenth, and Joe Nemechek is fifteenth. Ricky Rudd is 16th, Rusty Wallace would be 17th, Dale Jarrett's 18th, Jeff Green is 19th, and Steve Park is 20th. Give 21st to Kenny Wallace, 22nd to Ken Schrader, 23rd to Terry Labonte, 24th to Jimmy Johnson, 
Casey Mears make up our top 25. And 26 now, Kyle Petty. 27th is Jeremy Mayfield. Jimmy Spencer's 28th. Jamie McMurray is 29th. And Johnny Benson is 30th. Robbie Gordon's 31st. Ward Burton's 32nd. Larry Foyt's 33rd. Brett Bodine is 34th. And Kevin Harvick, 35th. Jerry Nadeau is 36th. John Andretti's out of the race. He's shown in 37th. Bobby Labonte has been in and out of the garage practically all day. He's shown 38th. Sterling Marlin the same. He's 39th. Jack Sprague is back out. He is in the 40th position. Also out of the race, the cars of Tony Raines, Jeff Burton, and Todd Bodine. We've had 13 lead changes among nine drivers this afternoon. The caution flag has waved six times. For the moment, it looks like Jeff Gordon's in pretty good shape, but there's still a lot of racing left. As we told you, there are 74 laps remaining here at Darlington. Mark Martin trying to close in. He's knocked off a couple of tenths of a second in the last two or three laps around on Jeff Gordon. Let's pick up that scramble in turn one. Gordon right down on the bottom of the racetrack. Now we'll just let it drift up next to the concrete. His lead is about a car length over Mark Martin. Another seven back to Elliott Sadler. Jeff Gordon's not been able to hit that dominant stride. He's not been able to get away from Mark Martin because Martin has been keeping him basically at arm's length for the last handful of laps. This time in turn three, Martin closes it up. Gordon slides up the racetrack and Martin continues to work the inside lane trying to get the lead. Hard to tell if Mark is actually going for it or just maybe checking to see which lane works best for his car and trying to free the machine up a bit. Here at the front straightaway, drops back by another car length or two, but stays right with Gordon up in turn one. It's been like an accordion over the last 10 or 12 laps. Still Mark Martin seems to drop back three or four, maybe five car lengths. Then he puts the hammer down, reels Gordon in once again. Yeah, he is in hammer down mode now. He closes in on Gordon, maybe about a car length and a half behind. Martin takes the lower line while Gordon is comfortable to skate up against the concrete as Mike Skinner gets out of control just for a moment, gathers it back in right in front of the race leaders. Yeah, Mike keeps it in a straight line. Car a little bit skitterish as the leader goes by him over in turn one. Jeff Gordon just drives down to the bottom of the racetrack. Skinner gives him plenty of room. Mark Martin still another car length back. We'll have to deal with that car of Mike Skinner. So now matters become complicated for Mark Martin. He's lost some ground, and he's got a lap car between himself and Jeff Gordon. Martin now must get around the Mike Skinner car, but Skinner has the inside lane blocked. Now slides up the racetrack. Here again, Mark Martin looks down to the inside. A couple of other changes in the top ten. Bill Elliott just moved up to the seventh position. Dale Earnhardt Jr. just took the eighth position at the expense of Tony Stewart. He falls to ninth. Michael Waltrip in tenth. Jeff Gordon is once again pulling away from Mark Martin, or is Mark Martin starting to fall back a little bit? One way or the other. The separation is growing now eight-tenths of a second from first to second. We have 68 laps to go. This is the way they'll restart. Jeff Gordon is the leader. Elliot Sadler is second. Kurt Busch is third. Fourth is Ricky Craven. Dave Blaney is fifth. And Michael Waltrip is sixth. Tony Stewart is seventh. Bill Elliott is eighth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is ninth. And Matt Kenseth is tenth. The 11th place car is Mark Martin. Now, Mark came off pit road in second position a moment ago. But a lug nut having to come back to pit road to replace that has put him all the way back to the tail end of the lead lap. Actually, he is the last car on the lead lap back in 11th position. Showing 12th is Mike Skinner, a lap down. Ryan Newman's 13th, Greg Biffle's 14th, and Joe Nemechek make up the top 15. Got the lap cars lined up on the inside of the field. Now as they work over into turn number three, Mike Skinner, the first of the cars there, followed by Dale Jarrett. Rusty Wallace is there, also Jeff Green, Steve Park, and Ryan Newman. Pace car drops off the banking, hits the pit road. Here comes the field for the restart on lap 241. It will be 52 laps to go. Jeff Gordon trying to get away from the rest of the field as they come down to the line, gets into the gas, the DuPont Chevrolet starts to pull away. Kurt Busch stays right with him. Elliott Sadler also there, working the outside lane as they head up to turn one. They'll all stampede to the outside of the lap car of Mike Skinner. Elliott Sadler swaps lanes. He'll go to the inside of Skinner. He takes 
third down the back stretch. So now the th front three are all free and clear of lap traffic. Jeff Gordon, Kurt Busch, and Elliot Sadler off the end of the back straightaway now. Jeff Gordon and Kurt Busch, one car length apart now as they work to turn four. And Ricky Craven and Dave Blaney back there in that mix of traffic behind the front three, trying to shake free and get up there and have a shot to win this thing also. It is Gordon at the start-finish line leading Kurt Busch now by two car lengths as they go to two. for the bottom of the racetrack. Halfway down the back straightaway, Kurt Busch draws up alongside the DuPont Chevrolet. It's a dead heat to three. They almost make contact. Busch slides up the racetrack. Both hang on, but still side by side. Getting physical in the closing laps of the Carolina Dodge Dealers 400. Side by side for the race lead. Gordon holds him off at the line. Gordon leads once again, but Kurt Busch again is on the prowl. And Elliot Sadler has joined the fray now. It's a three-man dance for the lead. Once again, here comes Kurt Busch down to the inside of the racetrack. This time he has a fender on in front. Gordon's going to drive him hard into the corner. Again, they race side by side. Sadler's there. The front three going for the lead at Darlington. See what Kurt Busch is braver than Dick Tracy the last couple of laps around this racetrack right now. He just will not give up. He is down inside, working back into turn number one as Jeff Gordon hangs onto the lead. Kurt Busch might lose second. He does lose second, Barney, as Elliott Sadler took it to the outside. Powers around Kurt Busch, but he's not done yet. Elliot Sadler trying to go for the lead, but can't quite make it happen. Lost some ground on the back straightaway. Gordon pulls away by two car lengths now as Elliot Sadler and Kurt Busch right behind. A great three-way battle for the lead. Just 48 laps from the finish of the Carolina Dodge Dealers 400 here at the Darlington Raceway in South Carolina. Along with Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. Dave Moody and Mike Bagley covering the turns for MRN this afternoon. Along the pit lane, Winston Kelly, Adam Alexander, and Danielle Fry. This is the way they'll restart. Jeff Gordon is the leader. Elliot Sadler is second. Kurt Busch is third. Fourth is Ricky Craven. Dave Blaney is fifth. And Michael Waltrip is sixth. Tony Stewart is seventh. Bill Elliott is eighth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is ninth. And Matt Kenseth is tenth. The 11th place car is Mark Martin. Now, Mark came off pit road in second position a moment ago. But a lug nut having to come back to pit road to replace that has put him all the way back to the tail end of the lead lap. Actually, he is the last car on the lead lap back in 11th position. Showing 12th is Mike Skinner, a lap down. Ryan Newman's 13th, Greg Biffle's 14th, and Joe Nemechek make up the top 15. Got the lap cars lined up on the inside of the field. Now as they work over into turn number three, Mike Skinner, the first of the cars there, followed by Dale Jarrett. Rusty Wallace is there, also Jeff Green, Steve Park, and Ryan Newman. Pace car drops off the banking, hits the pit road. Here comes the field for the restart on lap 241. It will be 52 laps to go. Jeff Gordon trying to get away from the rest of the field as they come down to the line, gets into the gas, the DuPont Chevrolet starts to pull away. Kurt Busch stays right with him. Elliott Sadler also there, working the outside lane as they head up to turn one. They'll all stampede to the outside of the last car of Mike Skinner. Elliott Sadler swaps lanes. He'll go to the inside of Skinner. He takes third down the back stretch. So now the front three are all free and clear of lap traffic. Jeff Gordon, Kurt Busch, and Elliott Sadler off the end of the back straightaway now. Jeff Gordon and Kurt Busch one car length apart now as they work to turn four. And Ricky Craven and Dave Blaney back there in that mix of traffic behind the front three trying to shake free and get up there and have a shot to win this thing also. It is Gordon at the start finish line leading Kurt Busch now by two car lengths as they go to two. And Kurt Busch trying to
Butterflies for the bottom of the racetrack. Halfway down the back straightaway, Kurt Busch draws up alongside the DuPont Chevrolet. It's a dead heat to three. They almost make contact. Busch slides up the racetrack. Both hang on, but still side by side. Getting physical in the closing laps of the Carolina Dodge Dealers 400. Side by side for the race lead. Gordon holds him off at the line. Gordon leads once again, but Kurt Busch again is on the prowl. And Elliot Sadler has joined the fray now. It's a three-man dance for the lead. Once again, here comes Kurt Busch down to the inside of the racetrack. This time he has a fender on in front. Gordon's going to drive him hard into the corner. Again, they race side by side. Sadler's there. The front three going for the lead at Darlington. See what, Kurt Busch is braver than Dick Tracy the last couple of laps around this racetrack right now. He just will not give up. He is down inside, working back into turn number one as Jeff Gordon hangs onto the lead. Kurt Busch might lose second. He does lose second, Barney, as Elliott Sadler took it to the outside. Powers around Kurt Busch, but he's not done yet. Elliot Sadler trying to go for the lead, but can't quite make it happen. Lost some ground on the back straightaway. Gordon pulls away by two car lengths now as Elliot Sadler and Kurt Busch right behind. A great three-way battle for the lead. Just 48 laps from the finish of the Carolina Dodge Dealers 400 here at the Darlington Raceway in South Carolina. Along with Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. Dave Moody and Mike Bagley covering the turns for MRN this afternoon. Along the pit lane, Winston Kelly, Adam Alexander, and Danielle Fry. Here come the leaders. Back to the line. It will be now 47 laps to go. Jeff Gordon finally gets a little breathing room. He has fought off the challenge and now has pulled away by about four car lengths. Elliot Sadler rides there in second. It's another three back to Kurt Busch. Then the lap car of Mike Skinner and a fairly healthy gap back to Ricky Craven fourth. After a couple of tense laps, the front three now cool their jets. This time off the end of the back stretch, Jeff Gordon, Elliot Sadler, Kurt Busch barely spaced out. Now Ricky Craven further back goes to work on the lap car. Rusty Wallace. Ricky Craven doing everything he can to get up there and make it a four-way battle and maybe win this thing here at Darlington as the laps wind down. Got to give a lot of credit to Jeff Gordon as he sweeps over to turn number two. He's put on some good moves on everybody that's challenged him. Took that lane, Marty, and just hung on to it. The outside lane has been the quick way for Gordon. He's fought off the challenge of Bush and Sadler. He has played defense for most of the race, but now actually offense, but now he's playing defense. He's trying to hold off Elliott Sadler. Sadler's toying with different lines, diving low, but now sliding wide in the corner. Sadler started the race today on the pole, wants to take that top spot yet again when it really matters the most in the closing laps and at the finish. Right now he's about five car lengths behind leader Jeff Gordon. The advantage remains the same, about five, then two more back to Kurt Busch. Good battle, Ricky Craven has the lap car of Rusty Wallace between himself and the fifth place machine of Dave Blaney. Wallace has not been cutting Craven in any slack. He's on the back bumper as they race down the back straightaway. Craven going up the racetrack, opening the inside lane for Wallace. Just about the time Wallace starts to move, he yanks it back in line with Dave Blaney closing in behind those two. Front three have settled down just a little bit. If you wonder what happened to Mark Martin, he had a problem, had to come back onto pit road with a lug nut just a moment ago. He's restarted 11th, and he is on the prowl right now. He's picked up a couple of spots, got around Bill Elliott and Matt Kenseth, and he's working on Tony Stewart over in turn two. Yeah, now he's shadow boxing with the Home Depot Pontiac. Fakes high, drives low, blows Tony Stewart away off two. And he will take the eighth position on the back stretch. Mark Martin saw the inside lane open coming off the corner. He occupied it, filled it, and now has closed it. He takes the spot and pulls away from Stewart in three. Also, Dave Blaney has finally ridded himself of the lap car of Rusty Wallace that was blocking his path. Now he's got a clear line of sight to the fourth place car of Ricky Craven. He's got about six car lanes to make up. Craven, in turn, trying to reel in the lap car of Mike Skinner that separates him from the front three as they work to the back stretch. 
Dave Blaney has gotten around Rusty Wallace. He has pulled away from Wallace and begins to close in on Craven. Speaking of closing in, the battle for the lead is tightening up. Jeff Gordon has one car length over Elliott Sadler in turn four. Elliott Sadler has been moving up every lap around. Right now he's only a couple of car lengths back as they hit the start finish line. Kurt Busch is about another three to four car lengths behind the front two as they go back to turn one. And a good opportunity right now for Elliott Sadler to make a run as Kurt Busch not close enough to challenge him for second. Sadler goes way high, less than a car length between himself and Jeff Gordon. He dies for the bottom of the racetrack off turn two, trying to get the run, get the momentum to try to get up there and take the lead. Gordon, two car lengths ahead of Sadler now. Both cars equally sliding up the racetrack, following each other off the corner. Sadler is riding right where he finished in this race last year. Runner up. He wants to move up one more spot. Let's see if he can do it. He chases Jeff Gordon back to one. The deficit remains about a car length and a half maybe two car lengths. Sadler trying to run a little bit lower on the track than Jeff Gordon. Takes a very low line, this time off turn two. Now he swings it wide, almost slaps the concrete, but keeps it off the wall. Kurt Busch begins to close in. Busch running in third, looking for second. At the entrance to three, all three drivers start at the bottom of the racetrack, then slide up the track and against the concrete in the corner. As the laps wind down at Darlington, there'll be 35 to go for Jeff Gordon, who leads in the rest of the field when they cross the line. Got a feeling everybody might be saving those tires because this is going to be a long run if we don't have a caution out there. And you better have a little bit of something left. So the front three for the moment just kind of saying, well, we're going to have a couple of shots to get up there and get the lead. Elliot Sadler and right now Kurt Busch. So nobody really pushing it that hard. Let's check and see with uh, some of the guys contending for this win what their crews are saying about uh, what they have left or maybe if they are saving their cars. First for Elliott Sadler. He's running in the second spot. Winston Kelly is in his pit. Let's see what Raymond Fox III will say. Raymond, you got anything for him? I, I mean, right now it looks like it. I mean, we have to see what it looks like at the end of the run. Um, we've been real consistent all day. We've been up in the top five. Um, hopefully we can. That'll be a first win for Eminem and first win for me and Elliott. So, uh, yeah, it'd be awesome if we do. It's kind of a wait and see type deal, but they are hoping that he's Elliott Sadler is holding a little bit for the end. And Barn, that name Raymond Fox, that kind of go back, goes back a long way. His father and his grandfather had been in this business a long time, and one of your friends used to drive for the original Ray Fox, didn't he? Yeah, he sure did. David Pearson, I think, won his first race in one of Ray Fox's cars, and Buddy Baker also had a lot of success driving for Ray Fox. See if we can get a word out of Kurt Busch's pit. Currently running third, Barney Crew Chief Jimmy Finney. Been pretty solid, Jimmy. You guys holding back and saving something for the end? So we're just struggling right now with no power steering. Going to be a tough final 40 laps or so for Kurt Busch. Going to be difficult for him to battle the power steering and have a chance to get a victory. He's a tough little driver, though. If anybody can hang on to it and uh, make it run up to the front, Kurt Busch can do it. Right now, the separation from first to second, basically the same. Maybe two or three car links. Kurt Busch, about three car links back, riding in the third spot. Further back, uh, Ricky Craven still holds on to the fourth position. Dave Blaney has been all over him for the last several laps, but so far has not been able to uh, make the the pass there. Also, even further back, you've got Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's still in this game. He's been busy working his way back from the pack a little bit. He's in the sixth position. Remember, he had to make an extra pit stop early on. And Mark Martin has gained a few spots after also having to come back down the pit lane because of a, a lug nut they didn't get on the car. He's now running in the seventh position. Leaders are now exiting turn two and onto the backstretch. Jeff Gordon brings the field onto the back straight away. A couple of laps ago, Elliott Sattler got a good run, was on the back bumper of Jeff Gordon, but has since fallen back by about 
two car lengths into turn three again. Both cars sliding up the racetrack with Kurt Busch about two car lengths behind Sattler in third. Tell you what, we got enough. We have enough laps left here at Darlington to make it a five-way scramble to see who wins this thing right now as Ricky Craven and Dave Blaney continue to close in. Let's go back to pit road. Well, Bernie, you mentioned the battle between Ricky Craven and Dave Blaney. got the tied car at least in contention we got to go green all the way to, to contend though that's the words down here in the tide pit he's starting 31st currently he's in fourth they are gaining on the front three ever so slightly maybe a little less than a tenth of a second each lap around they go over to turn two every time he gets to pay some attention to the mike skinner lap car and try and put him away barney dave blaney sticks the nose underneath the tide ride craven fights him off again to the back that was the case the last time through turn three. Craven went up the racetrack. It left the inside lane open for Blaney. Same thing happens this time. Blaney, though, doesn't dive low enough and has to fall in behind Craven's machine. For the fast cars, this groove has moved higher and higher right up against the outside wall. You talk about some Darlington stripes. We'll have a bunch of them by the time this day is over. Jeff Gordon, again, leads the way in turn one. The separation now about four car lengths. Back to Elliott Sadler. Another four back to Kurt Busch, who rides in third. Four more to the lap car of Mike Skinner. Four more to Craven, and then about a sheet of paper to Dave Blaney. Yeah, Dave Blaney is on the move. He is looking for room to race. He's trying to take the spot away from Craven. That would be the fourth position. Again, Craven goes up the racetrack. Blaney can't do anything with him this time by. As hard as those two are racing back there, they may put a little more wear on the tires, maybe uh, than they would want to, to have a run at getting up there and having a shot to win this thing, but we still got a lot of laps remaining. 27 to go as they go to two. Dave Blaney once again sneaks a peek down to the inside on the tide. Pontiac of Ricky Craven can't make it off too. But Blaney gets the better run off the corner and is able to close in on the rear deck lid of the tied Pontiac. See what Blaney can do this time. Dives deeper into the corner. Craven's line consistent up against the concrete, but yet again, Blaney still cannot open that inside lane. Following the fourth place battle here, that's the best one up here at the front of the field anyway as they come down to the stripe. Once again, Blaney about a car length off the rear deck of Ricky Craven. Looks again to the inside, going to turn one. Dave Blaney may be getting a little hot to trot right now, Joe, because not far behind another 10 car length back is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. may yet make a battle of it at the front as well. For, all, for now, Dale Earnhardt Jr. rides by himself, but he is closing in on the back of this Dave Blaney battle. Blaney again looks for the bottom, now falls back behind Craven by about two car lengths. Dale Jr. got to be scratching his head in the early part of the race here this afternoon. He was about to lap the field. That's just how good his car was, and all of a sudden it's still decent, but nothing like it was the first hundred laps or so here at Darlington. They scramble back over to turn two. Great save. Oh, Jeff Gordon tags the wall into a big time Darlington strike for the race leader. He bounces off and he holds the lead, at least for the moment. But he's still in the gas, but he has lost some ground. Here he comes into turn three. A Darlington strike for Gordon. Can Elliott Sadler capitalize? He's looking for room to race. He's looking for the lead in four. Sadler senses an opportunity. Let's see what he can do off turn four. Can't pull down to the inside of Jeff Gordon. Gordon hangs on to the top spot. But Elliott again realizes there may be an opportunity here. He's right up on the bumper and going for it in one. Sadler down on the inside of Jeff Gordon. Trying to take advantage. Has a wheel underneath him in two. Here comes Sadler halfway up to the back stretch. Here they are side by side. Kurt Busch dies for the bottom. They are three wide on the back straightaway. Busch underneath Sadler. Bush underneath Gordon. Now Kurt Bush goes full lead in three. Man, you talk about a move. He made a wild one, but he made it work as he went down the back straightaway. Made them three deep, and he has the lead right now as the laps continue to wind down. Just 23 to go. Now, Jeff Gordon 
Can he hang on to second place? He almost lost it here in the front straightaway. Elliot Sadler down to the bottom of the racetrack, pulls underneath him. Ricky Craven is coming. Dave Blaney is coming. Sadler is second off turn two. Sadler completes the pass onto the back straightaway. Jeff Gordon falls back in third. They're side by side for fourth. Blaney, Blaney finally gets the run under Ricky Craven. Those two ride door to door behind the left car of Mike Skinner. He started at the rear of the field this afternoon, missed pit road early on, recovered from that, and now he's starting to pull away with just 22 laps to go. He is Kurt Busch. He leads the Carolina Dodge Dealers 400. Early this afternoon in the running of the Carolina Dodge Dealers 400, it looked like Dale Earnhardt Jr. was going to be the man. He stretched out to a five or six second lead at one time. Mark Martin was strong early on this afternoon. Several other drivers have had their turns out front, like Jeff Gordon. He was dominating for a while, but in the closing laps now, it looks like Kurt Busch is on his way. He's built up a two-second lead over Elliott Sadler. Ricky Craven is third. Dave Blaney is fourth. Fifth is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Mark Martin is sixth. Michael Waltrip seventh. And Winston Kelly, Jeff Gordon is fallen all the way back to the eighth position. What are they saying? Well, as one might expect, if you hit the outside wall, knocked a toe out out. So that means he's not handling very good going into the corner. Elliot Sadler just glanced off the wall as well, as he might be getting ready to lose the second position. So both Elliot Sadler and Jeff Gordon with some late race problems. Strong race in turn two. Down to the inside, Ricky Craven takes second, Blaney to third, Dale Jr. to fourth, and Sadler backslides. Elliot Sadler getting the shuffle backward off turn two. Now Ricky Craven has set sail, brings Blaney and Junior along with him. Elliot Sattler still under attack. Here's Mark Martin making a move down to the inside. This is all going on three seconds behind Kurt Busch. The shuffle from second on back. Craven has moved up to second. Blaney to third. Earnhardt Jr. to fourth. Mark Martin now to the fifth spot as Elliot Sattler tries to hang on. Sattler now is going to lose another spot as down to the inside comes Michael Walter. So as did Jeff Gordon a few moments ago, Sattler gets into the wall late and it will cost him some spots. Michael Waltrip starts his run down to the inside of the racetrack. Off turn two will complete the pass and will move one more spot closer to the front as Kurt Busch brings the field back off turn four. Kurt Busch's advantage, three and a half seconds over everybody else right now, or a little bit, make that three and one-tenth seconds, but he has a healthy margin over Ricky Craven, Dave Blaney, Earnhardt Jr., and Mark Martin. But we're going to have a whale of a finish back in the field from second place on back. They're over to turn two. Craven will need some help to catch Kurt Busch for the lead. He's got plenty to worry about on the back bumper. Four car lengths over Blaney. Four more back to Jr. and Mark Martin coming on a rail. Matter of fact, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to drop down to the inside and let Mark Martin have the inside lane. Give Mark Martin the spot. He now flashes by the Budweiser Chevrolet. Mark Martin moves up to the fourth position, but will he hang on to it? Earnhardt Jr. has a thought of maybe coming back in the outside lane. Off turn four, he pulls up there sharply, sees he runs out of racetrack, and is forced to fall back in line behind Mark Martin for now. Mark Martin dies low into turn number one. Dale Earnhardt Jr. just a few inches off the back bumper. Michael Waltrip would love to get back up and join that fray as well, but he's got to deal with a lap car of Mike Skinner. Racing for the fourth position. Mark Martin in fourth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. in fifth. Flash by the lap car of Bobby Labonte down to the inside of the racetrack. Martin using the inside lane. Looks up top. Sees Dale Earnhardt Jr. coming fast up top. 13 laps, and it'll all be over here at Darlington. Kurt Busch is the leader. Ricky Craven second. Dave Blaney's third. Mark Martin is fourth. And Earnhardt Jr. is fifth. Michael Waltrip is sixth. Elliot Sadler is seventh. Tony Stewart is eighth. Matt Kenseth is ninth. And tenth is Bill Elliott. Jeff Gordon is the last car on the lead lap. He is back in 11th position. Field now works down the back straightaway up into turn number three. Kurt Busch, the race leader. And I say the field, he's a long way away from the rest of the field. Two and a half seconds. The margin from Kurt Busch back to Ricky Craven. And Daniel Fryer, we're talking to Cal Wells, the owner of PPC Motorsports a few moments ago, about the fact that staying under the green would help Ricky Craven. Apparently that's working. That is 
Winding down right now. There are only 11 to go for the leader, Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch just taking a good, smooth line through both ends of this racetrack right now. Not pushing it any more than he has to. He has, still has a big advantage of a little over two seconds over Kurt, uh, Ricky Craven and Dave Blaney. So smooth sailing for him. I guess in his mind, Joe, he's got to be thinking about losing an engine here uh, the last couple of races. With the problems they've had, no more trouble for Jeff Gordon up in turn three. Problems for Jeff Gordon. He makes contact with the outside wall. He's off the pace and down to the inside of the racetrack as problems now have befallen the DuPont Chevrolet one more time. All right, things have really gone south for Jeff Gordon. He was in command and looked to be on his way to a win here at Darlington. Would have been his seventh victory at this legendary racetrack. But again, after tagging the wall a little while earlier, and now once again hitting the wall and getting pinched up in traffic in turn number three, he is down on the apron of the racetrack, apparently coming down to pit lane. We have nine laps to go. And the Carolina Dodge Dealers 400, Kurt Busch is in charge, but Ricky Craven is closing the gap. It's now down to 1.7 seconds, the margin from first back to the second position. Let's pick up the battle for the lead now as it tightens up even more. They flash by Jeff Gordon's car down to the inside of the racetrack. Kurt Busch has the lap car of Larry Foyt between himself and second place Ricky Craven. Tough break for Jeff Gordon as he limps onto pit road and heads down to his pit as the laps go down now to eight remaining as Kurt Busch goes over to turn two. Kurt Busch right down on the bottom of the racetrack again. Has some insurance. Larry Foyt between himself and Ricky Craven. But Craven is carving quickly into that margin off turn two. Yeah, Ricky Craven is on the march. He comes off the second corner, closing in on Larry Foyt. Now makes a move, changes lanes, and dives for the bottom of the racetrack. So now he has free and clear track ahead. He's behind Kurt Busch by about maybe 15 car lengths off the corner. It was 1.1 second in the margin between first and second. Last time by, here they come back to the stripe. Kurt Busch across the line. Ricky Craven across the line. Now it's still 1.1 seconds. Let's follow the battle in turn one. Craven now has cleared the lap car of Larry Boyd, so he's got some open asphalt as he'll set out in pursuit and try and run down Kurt Busch. He's using the open track to his advantage. He took the inside lane off turn two, got the good run, slid wide up against the wall in three. Now he takes the wider arc into turn number three, down to the inside of turn four, in pursuit of the race leader. Six laps to go, and it'll all be over. Jeff Gordon dived into his pit. Let's get a quick report there. Well, they brought it down pit road, changed four tires. Jeff just came on the radio and said something else is wrong, guys. Something else is broke. So it looks like it's going to be a day for the DuPont Chevy. Jeff Gordon has already slid back about 15 positions as he has made that stop and gone back onto the racetrack. Tough break for him because he had a pretty good race car. Let's pick up the battle for the lead, headed to turn three. Here comes Kurt Busch. He's closing in on the lap car. Brett Bodine, he starts his run down to the inside, slides up to the top of the racetrack, loses some momentum. That allows Ricky Craven to close in just a tad. Five laps to go as they come down to the stripe. It is now down in car links and one lap car separating Kurt Busch from Ricky Craven. Brett Bodine gives way on the inside. That allows Craven to keep the momentum up. He has closed it down five, maybe six car lengths now. The deficit for Ricky Craven on the tide Pontiac. No lap traffic to deal with for the front two. Kurt Busch and Ricky Craven onto the back straightaway. They have left Dave Blaney. Blaney now will deal with some lap traffic as the front two take the high side in turn three. Craven still carving into Kurt Busch's lead. Gaining on him every lap around. Catching is one thing. Getting around is another. But he is there. Only two car lengths separate the front two right now as they go back to turn one. Ricky Craven on the hunt. Puts the bullseye on the back bumper of Kurt Busch's Ford. Closes it down to two car lengths. A car length and a half. Again, eating into the market.
charging off too. Now up against the concrete comes both the leaders. Down the back straightaway, Ricky Craven continuing to close in. Off the end of the back straightaway, Kurt Busch using the inside lane. Now darts up to the top of the racetrack and Craven again closing in even more in turn four. Only three laps to go. Can Ricky Craven make it happen? Kurt Busch is in command, but Craven now right up on the bumper and here across the line starts looking to the inside for the lead. Craven looks down to the inside. Kurt Busch slams the door on him as they enter turn number one. Craven falls back in line, drops back by a car link, tries to gather it up and make another run at him on the backstretch. It's very clear that in turns three and four, Ricky Craven's race car is much faster than Kurt Busch's. Here they come at the entrance to the corner. One car length separate the top two. Busch goes to the top. Here comes Craven looking down on the inside, trying to take the lead away. Kurt Busch put a good block on to keep him on the outside up in turn number four as they come back to the line. He is there this time. He's going after the lead in turn one. Ricky Craven and Kurt Busch side by side. They bump. Busch brushes the wall. They bounce off each other. Craven has the lead. Busch bumps him. Craven to the outside and Busch back underneath regains the top spot. Now here comes Ricky Craven trying to regain that lost ground. Busch back to the lead on the back straightaway. Ricky Craven in hot pursuit. Pedal to the metal and Dave Laney joins this battle. Here's Busch. Two car lengths down in front. Here comes Craven again using the high lane on the move in four. Getting physical here at Darlington Raceway like it's supposed to be. Craven has another shot but only one. The white flag out this time. Kurt Busch leads by inches back to turn one. The gloves are off. Craven is there in turn one. Half a car length back. Busch drifts high. Craven unable to make a move. That remains single file. Craven now to the inside. Here they come off turn two. Racing for the lead and the win. The crowd on the back straightaway is just going delirious. Busch, Craven, nose to tail. Here comes Craven up top. Busch goes up to block. Here comes Craven down to the bottom trying to hang on. Both cars are loose in four. Craven pours all the steam. Pulls to the inside lane. They are dead even coming down to the line. This is going to be close. They lean on one another. Across the line, Ricky Craven gets the win and they continue the crash headed up into turn one. Craven pounds the wall, bounces off it. Kurt Busch right back at him. Ricky Craven has won the race. The only question now is will he be able to make it back to victory lane? That's the kind of racing in the old days you used to see at Darlington. They got physical for the last five laps, and Ricky Craven couldn't have won by more than six inches. They were leaning on each other coming off turn four. They were dead even. They put the pressure on one another, leaned on one another, slid across the line, really, and continued sliding till they got up into turn number one. That is a remarkable finish here at Darlington. Ricky Craven wins the Carolina Dodge Dealers 400. Kurt Busch is second. Dave Blaney third. Mark Martin fourth. Michael Waltrip his fifth. Let's go to pit road. What a jubilant bunch down here with the tide, tide crew. Scott Miller, congratulations on your first win as a crew chief and Ricky's second. Thank you very much, man. He was just, he was the man out there today. He drove his butt off and uh, he gives us 100% effort every week and we're trying to give it back and hopefully, hopefully we can get more of these. What was, what were you saying to him in those last closing laps when he was battling with Kurt Busch? He didn't need any motivation, man. He, uh, we didn't say a word. We let the spotter do his job, and he was just, uh, he was after it. That's the word down here in the tide pit. Cal Wells called it early on, said that they were just going to be happy to be in contention, but they ended up with the win in the Carolina Dodge Dealers 400. Should be some interesting conversations coming from pit road when we talk to the top five finishers shortly. We could well have just seen one of the best finishes in NASCAR racing in a long, long time. Let's hear from some of the top competitors. Let's go down to pit road. Kurt Busch climbing from the Sharpie Rubbermaid Ford. Pretty good run for you guys. Unable to get the win. Take us through that final lap, Kurt. It was awesome. That's what it's all about, just racing as hard as you can and 
I've got to give congratulations to my team and all the effort that we put forth. We're just missing one little input. If we can get all the inputs in the right place, we can win some races. This feels great. Not sure how many people know the power steering problem there on that final green flag run. How bad were you fighting it there on those final 40 laps? Yeah, it was 50 to go. It started missing 10 to go. It cut out completely, and I was fighting it as hard as I could. This car weighed about 10,000 pounds. So I did the best I could. I just couldn't dig and dig and dig, and I just came up a bit shy, I guess. We'll review the tape, but, you know, we're happy with second place because we know we're missing a little something for as far as a complete package. They say it's the track too tough to tame. Kurt Busch did the best he could to tame it today, came home second battling Ricky Craven. We'll go down to Victory Lane here in just a few moments. Matter of fact, let's go there now to Gatorade Victory Lane. And with Ricky Craven, Ricky getting a big kiss from his wife, KK. Ricky. First place we got to start is those last couple of laps. You guys got together going into turn number one. You gathered it back in, got back around him. Take us through those laps. Well, you know, I didn't realize there was only a couple left. I, but I knew it was coming down to you know time to go. And we got together getting into turn one. And I don't know how he saved it. And then I don't know how we saved it. And then we decided to do it again here at the end. But, uh, you know, I'm really lucky to be driving this Tide Pontiac and be racing NASCAR. There's no better time to be racing NASCAR than right now. And uh, I hope the fans got their money's worth there because where would we be without them? i tell you what, if they didn't, they've never seen a good race. Did you know you had gotten him when you came across the stripe? I couldn't tell, and I was at start-finish line. Well, I really didn't. I mean, I really didn't. In fact, if we had lost that race, it would have been devastating because it's exactly the kind of race you want to win, but exactly the kind of race you don't want to lose. And... Kurt is just a heck of a racer, and uh, that was fun. It really was. When he had you by about three seconds, when did you think you really had a chance to win? Oh, I was so strong with the Tide Pontiac on the long run, and uh, I was just glad that it went 60 laps. Had it not gone, not gone 60 laps, we wouldn't have won the race. But, you know, the fact is it did, and, and that's what we needed for the Tide Pontiac to run like it did, and the Goodyear tires were fantastic. And, you know, we started the race, and we were just mediocre at best, and we said, if the sun comes out and the track gets slick like it always does, these shocks and springs are going to pay off, and they did. I remember a couple of years ago, Jim Phillips said, you are a Winston Cup winner. Now, you are a Winston Cup winner two times at Darlington and in their 100th race. How does that feel? Well, it's cool. You know, I was so proud to win that first race, but you know you got to legitimize it, and you got to back it up. And I'll tell you what. There's no tougher place than Darlington, South Carolina. You know, from my earliest days, I, I viewed Darlington as a place, the, the, one of the toughest place on the series. And this is one of the places I wanted to win the worst. Thankful I got the chance. There was a time that folks questioned whether or not Ricky Craven could come back and do this. He showed it at Martinsville beating Dale Jarrett, and he showed it today here at Darlington, one of the toughest tracks in one of the toughest races. Ricky Craven victorious today at Darlington. And Barney, that win at Martinsville was a very similar circumstance as this. Remember, he was battling Dale Jarrett. That was a squeaker as well. Yeah, he got physical up there, but that's the kind of racing. I just made this statement a few minutes ago. When a race finishes like this, where the driver makes the difference in who wins and who doesn't by what he did, you got a heck of a show. Ricky Craven has won the Carolina Dodge Dealers 400 here at Darlington. Time now for Barney and me to select the EA Sports moment of the race. And there's about three, and they involve the same two people. Barney, of course, back on lap 269 when Kurt Busch went three wide to take the lead. And then those uh, two other incidents between he and Ricky Craven. What, what was the most exciting to you? I like the, the final lap when they came off the corner up here in turn number four, and they were hammering on each other and kind of beating and banging and came across the line. And the, 
actually nobody was really that sure who won the race it was that close i kind of like that that's the kind of racing that's made this racetrack so famous over the years take a look at the rundown ricky craven is the winner kurt bush will finish second dave blaney ran third mark martin finished fourth and michael waltrip make up the top five dale earnhardt jr had quite a day led a great part of this race and looked like he's going to run, run away with it in the early going but he finishes sixth elliot sadler was seventh matt kenseth eighth and bill elliott ninth and tony stewart tenth eleventh will go to mike skinner skinner had a good day greg Biffle finished 12th. Good day for him also. Joe Nemechek 13th. Ryan Newman 14th. And Ricky Rudd make up the top 15. Looking further back, Rusty Wallace ran 16th. Ken Schrader was 17th. Dale Jarrett finished 18th. Jeff Green came home 19th. And Jimmy Spencer 20th. Give 21st to Steve Park. Jamie McMurray ran 22nd. Kenny Wallace 23rd. Terry Labonte was 24th. And Johnny Benson 25th. 26th today was Jimmy Johnson. Kyle Petty finished in 27th. Robbie Gordon 28th. Ward Burton was 29th. And Jeremy Mayfield finished in 30th. Brett Bodine was 31st. Larry Foyt 32nd. Jeff Gordon was 33rd. Casey Mears 34th. Jerry Nadu came in in 35th. Kevin Harvick was 36th. Bobby Labonte 37th. John Andretti 38th. Sterling Marlin 39th. Jack Sprague 40th. Tony Raines, 41st. Jeff Burton was 42nd. And uh, Todd Bodine came in in the 43rd position. 15 lead changes today among 11 different drivers. Caution flag waved a total of seven times today. Championship point standing still led by Matt Kenseth. He leads by 57 points over Tony Stewart, who takes the second spot now. Michael Waltrip is third. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is fourth. And Kurt Busch is fifth. There's 138-point separation among the top five as the series moves on to the Bristol Motor Speedway next weekend. Well, again, Barney, what we saw here at Darlington was uh, sort of a flashback, and it's uh, very fitting that this is the 100th Winston Cup race here at Darlington Raceway. And again, for some of the newer fans who maybe don't remember the good old days of this track, that's what made this place so great. Yeah, I've seen a lot of finishes like that where the last two or three laps, the guys running for the win uh, were bouncing off each other. The sheet metal was kind of getting tested a little bit and uh, can't see a better finish. And a great uh, it's a shame both those guys couldn't have won, Ricky Craven and Kurt Busch. If you could have two winners they both deserved it here today they really put their all out there this afternoon coming down to the wire in this race and the fans loved it a lot of folks are still dazed still sitting in the grandstand just don't want to leave the voices you heard on our broadcast today dave moody and mike bagley they covered the action there on the back straight away and up in the turns along the pit lane it was winston kelly adam alexander and danielle fry our broadcast engineers larry sweeney and cheesecake our satellite engineer was mike weaver our production assistant was kay pinchbeck for barney hall i'm Joe Moore, we congratulate Ricky Craven, who's won the Carolina Dodge Dealers 400 at Darlington. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.